Hey, it's uh, I'm almost out of here, and time to bring Neil in from north of the border. Good morning. Yeah. What's up? How you doing? Oh, it's uh, Wednesday. It's Woodbine Day. Ah. I hear that echo in the back. What the hell is that? I don't know. Anyway, I had my chat with Joe yesterday for about a half an hour. What a great guy, man. Like I didn't I tell you, we've been uh, released from death row. <laughs> Greg's here today. Well, good for him. <laughs> anyway, I talked with Joe a little bit yesterday, too. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna great be... guy. Yep. Radio guy. Radio guy. Sales-oriented. Right. Not interested in uh, any charity cases in the building? Nope. Oh. Yeah. In other words, more like business than we ever have been. You know, we've been too much monkey business the last eight years. I think more like real business, like the radio business. It's business. Things like that. Got a couple of good articles on Sam Alito here. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy, yeah. I'll get to them. That's uh, not a good thing. You know that Lindsey Graham, that little uh, Yahoo redneck from South Carolina that's on the committee, the Judiciary Committee, he was one of the people coaching Alito in the White House, which is uh, totally illegal, by the way. Yeah. And then he's going to vote on his uh, nomination. That is illegal. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of uh, hanky-panky behind there, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, people want to waste their time watching the exercise go ahead, but it's uh, the fix is already in. And the Democrats are, you know, but a beep, but a boop, and a lot of them are asking the tough questions like always. And then when push comes to shove, yeah, and he'll get those get 20 or 22 votes against, and he'll get confirmed. And, and there goes, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade, and there goes a lot of your freedoms right down the toilet. Meanwhile, Bush is out there ripping the Democrats for, or ripping the people who are critical of the war still. It's the same yeah. old thing. You know what? You could pick up last year's newspapers and Read the see the same, same thing that you're reading this year. That's correct. And that's because the media goes along with it. Most ninety percent of the mainstream media just a bunch of shills. They're all in his pocket anyway. So, what's the use? Hmm. And now that they're going to elect a conservative government in uh, Canada, it's just uh, these people also want a little taste. A little taste of fascism, I guess, is uh, what everybody likes. You know, just dabble in it for a while, assuming that you're going to be able to get out of it. So you're going to Woodbine this afternoon? Yes, sir. Two o'clock, straight up and down. I'll be out that door, man. I'll be on my way. Today. Huh? Gulfstream is running today. Well, there you go. Go over to Carter and punch your guts out. I think I'll pass today. Why is that? Okay. How is the racing at Gulfstream so far? Uh, the steaks have been good. Yeah. The rest I'm of not it... talking about the food. I'm talking about the... Uh, oh, yeah. The steak races are good. Yeah. The rest of it has been what it's been in the past. Very ordinary. Mm-hmm. Lots of cheap claimers, maiden races. <laughs> That's what it is. When did you, I think you and Gulfstream had a falling out about the same time as do, 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 yeah, do. you and him. i, I got to tell you something. They just had not staged great racing over the last three or four, not like they used to. Or great concerts either, you know. Well, they're out of the concert business. When the hell are we going to bring back Johnny Maestro on the Brooklyn Bridge one <laughs> last time? No, there's no concerts that I know of this year. Yeah. Well, they probably don't have anywhere to hold them now. Well, they got plenty of space. Do they? Yeah. I mean, they're going to I think, build I, think I actually will go over there one day. I want to see. Well, once they get the slots, of course, most of my slotting will be at Pompano Park. But I, I think uh, one well, of those days slot, I have to get over. The slot emporium will be spectacular. Well, there you go. It will. Although you say it'll be spectacular, but yeah. I mean, they're limited to, isn't it, fifteen hundred? Yeah, isn't but it? I mean, the facility is going to be beautiful. Right. And they're going to have, you know, big. And, and by the way, fifteen hundred. Don't let anybody think that's a really small number. I mean, it's not what they would have liked. But fifteen hundred machines, man. That's because uh, Woodbine's got seventeen hundred, and it's pretty big. It's a heavy duty. Yeah. 
I mean, at no point you ever go in there and uh, see. Although I will say this, two weeks ago today, the Wednesday between, like, uh, right after Christmas and Boxing Day here, that whole week between Christmas and New Year's, and a little, if I would have realized, I would never have gone there. Man, you could barely get a machine of any kind there. That place was just jam-packed that week because most people, you know, take that whole week off. And so that place was just hopping. How would you like to have in a tax-free account somewhere in uh, Jerusalem the revenue that they took in on that one day? Wow. Unbelievable. Just cranking it out. I would like to have a tax-free account anyway. Yeah, like Ted Arison. Oh, let's not get back on that again. No. Don't want to do that. Uh, that's enough of that. I still say, man, they talk about uh, all, all this corruption going on. For crying out loud, can you imagine the amount of money that's been smeared in the legislature and elsewhere to keep gambling out of Florida? Over, not, and I'm not just talking about the slots. I'm talking about over the years. You know, how about the times it's been on the ballot. How about the money that's been spent unsuccessfully to bring gambling in? Yeah, I'll bet you it's more. Mm, maybe up front. Lots of money. Lot, lots more up front, but not behind the scenes. Lots of money has been squandered on that. Not behind the that. scenes, man. They're getting smeared really good. Now, what's that guy that's uh, still fighting? The one guy that we found out was a total phony up in Orlando fighting against the slots, and now he wants to uh, put it on the ballot again. Uh, this guy's on the payroll with the Indians. I, I can joke. tell you that uh, that there are people in business in Nevada who yeah. have been spending a lot of money in this state trying to get gambling here. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to happen. Well, let me ask you this question. You, you're saying it ain't going to happen. Once, once the Indians get Class 3, and I can't see any way they can keep that out, uh, well, what's to prevent somebody else from doing it? Because they won't pass a law for it. They based on what? what, what they can put in slots, but I'm talking about you know full casinos with blackjack and and roulette and dice. I think it's about some time somebody made the fat ass governor a uh, offer he can't refuse. You know. Cut the crap already. Can you, can you imagine? I, I don't care what anybody says. You know, the, you know, the what, you know what? Well, you, the, you know, the I, I think thing. that's a good idea. And you know what? I've got a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We take them out to, you know, like the ranch. Yeah. Put something in his drink. And let him wake up in a bloody bed. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. And it's on my time now, too. That's really bad. Well, it seemed to you work. What I mean with a hooker like that senator from Nevada? That's exactly God. what I'm talking not, not about. Not our upstanding, righteous uh, governor with his very functional family there. Yeah, let me tell you, the Corleone family. <laughs> yeah. My offer to you is this, Senator. Nothing. Yeah. He even talks like Jeb. Who's that? The Corleone family. <laughs> Go back to the days <laughs> of Rasputin. Yeah. yeah. He was a good old boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Until he got in bed with that, that hooker. Well, nobody knew who she was. She was like an illegal alien, stuff like that. Maybe we could get the governor's son, the one that's like uh, always having hanky-panky problems, you know, booze and broads and all that stuff. Yeah, that family is a little dysfunctional. Somewhat. Isn't it good that we got a good religious, righteous family up there with their Christian uh, jails <laughs> and Christian education and Christian, uh, Christian corruption? It's great. Yeah. Wife is smuggling. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everybody in the family is dysfunctional. At any rate, yep. don't lose too much at Calder today. You'll no, I don't think I'm going yeah, to. Come on. Come on. you got to feed the uh, breed, man. You're, yeah. a, you're a horse owner and lover. you got to go out there and feed the breed. they got a need. 
<laughs> you sure are convincing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Misery Loves Company, I'm going to go out there and probably lose my ass. I had such a good day on Saturday, and not going to happen again. Yeah, I had a good day Sunday. I'd like to keep it for a few days. And then uh, on Monday, I got off for Martin Luther King Day on Monday. I'm taking that day off. Are you working Monday or not? No, I'm going to take off uh, oh, that's President's we, Day. That's good. We don't want. We want to like balance it out. We don't want to be like uh, during all those holidays. Yeah, it was suggested to me that it would be a good idea if I did that, since other guys <laughs> really? are taking off. They're actually uh, taking a look at things like that here. Yeah, wasn't that amazing? When's the last time that somebody came to you and said, "We have these two days uh, and yeah. a company uh, deal here. You can take either one off. Which one do you want?" I mean, well, when did that ever happen before? I mean, what what is it now? Just a matter of like two weeks or a week and a half, something like that. We got a new GM, and all of a sudden, the whole agenda has changed. The whole approach, like a real, uh, like like people count, you know. Well, there, it does seem to be some attention to detail. Yeah, attention to people as opposed to just the people in a certain. I'm going to tell you something. You should see the way that sales department. Yeah. Is is a buzz. Oh, I would imagine. I mean, you know, the last couple of years, you walk over there and you could drop a bomb and you might wake a couple of people up. Yeah. Now. The line of the Godfather, how's Paulie? Oh, Paulie won't see him no more. Yeah. Well, that's the same with the several of those people in sales right now. Well, they are hustling. Won't see them no more. They'll be out the door. Yeah, I noticed the last two days the log is just jam-packed with real spots. What's that all about? Not only that. Like, yeah. I, I do my NCAA basketball preview show with all those coaches every year. Yeah. The sales manager actually asked me for background information on it. He spoke to you? Yeah. Well, they used to just sell oh one thing God. at a time. You know, they weren't able to sell more than one thing at a time. But now... Does Raymond Burr actually spoke to you? Two months in advance of the I show... All these disrespectful things you've said about him on the year? Two months in advance of the show, they're going to try to sell it. Wow. That's revolutionary. Yeah, well, you're right. They're scurrying around, man, like a bunch of uh, busy beavers back there because they know that their uh, their days may be numbered in single digits if they don't cut the crap. So let's bring those spots in. So I'm so glad to hear that Greg is in the building there. Maybe he can witness what, what a real radio operation is like. Well, uh, head for Calder now. <laughs> Are you really? Well, i got to do something to get out of here. There you go. Head over to Calder. Have yourself the good food. Say hi to my friend Mickey. I will. I have, I, uh, Mickey asks for you all the time. Well, tell her I send my best. But I think she's at Gulfstream. Well, whatever. She's in the same spot. Put a message in the uh, bottle and send her over to Hallandale. Okay. Have a good day. Good luck. Plunge your guts out. You too. Don't be afraid. Step right up. Okay. See ya. No more Seinfeld's left. So next week on NBC, it's the Dukes of Papano. Right along with those two zany alpacockers, Joymy and Prime, in their hopped-up virtually marquee, the Genital P. Slow down, you bastard. I'm only going dirty. I can barely see over the wheels. Watch the Dukes out with Boss Bob, head of condo security. Hey, you! You can't go by the pool without your sorry. I cut your hoist, you whole bumsay! Yeah, come on, let's go to school. Let's bring Zadie. Yeah, she lets me use a porta pot. Take a look down here, there's a good long light. Oh, I don't want to sit here by the light. I, I got a big cut. Call you some kind of hot radar. The Dukes of Fontano, Thursdays at 9 on NBC. 11 after 10, good morning. It's uh, Wednesday, January 11. Happy Wednesday to you. Things are really looking up. Isn't it amazing how we all have this kind of like a lilt in our uh, step or something like that? A little uh, spring. A little spring in our uh, thing. Nothing like that. Anyway, it's already time for that first break. Well, I don't know how we do this. Get all backed up. Hope Hank wins uh, at least two, 3000 out of Calder this afternoon. I'm going to try to do the same.
We'll spread it around. And don't forget, you got that movie coming any day now. I didn't forget. If I keep having good days at Woodbine, I can keep uh, going on Amazon.com and buy all kinds of movies. You know, only six ninety nine. I mean, it's almost like for free when you come right, right down to it. It's a bargain. What's that movie again? Primal Fear Jess. with Richard Gere. Rhymes with. Rhymes with the steer. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't steer you wrong on that one. And speaking of that, I think uh, you'll you'll agree with me after you watch it that he was just fine in that movie. He did a good job. He he can't yeah. act. We just and I, no, know, seriously. Right. After the first few minutes, you forget that it's him. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the only saving that's grace. Is that he, huh? That's extra good. No, that, that's why it's a good movie. Because if, if you keep thinking about, oh, it's Richard Gere and I can't stand that creep, uh, then you can't enjoy the movie. You, you'll like it. But be sure and watch it all the way through to the very end because you think, you know, there's a point comes that you think is the end, and it's not. Twelve minutes after 10 at 560 WQAM, it's that time. WQM, here's the pool. See, I'm kind of like confused. I got myself all backed into this because we're so far ahead on the polls now. Right. Yeah, usually I, thought... I give the result of the one the day before, and we got the new one on there, but right. we already did the one the, the day before. Oh, man. And I thought this was the one for tomorrow. Oh, no. The one for tomorrow is going to be on there at about 11, 1130. You're, you're going to like the one for tomorrow. Have you looked at it yet? No. You can click on where it says history there. and Don't, don't change it, please. No, no. I, I don't even want to risk it. Oh, okay. I'll wait. You'll like it. I like this one. I thought this was good. We had a lot of fun with it, too, for like about the first 20 minutes. It was, it was all right. What do you miss most about your childhood? We got about 1,600 votes. Having no worries, 376. And, of course, most of these are for people that had good childhoods, or at least decent ones, or something good to remember. The other one we'll be doing on Friday. People had crappy childhoods and hated it like poison. Having no worries, 376. Summer vacation, 161. No bills to pay, 146. What did I tell you, Josh? I told you that moved up there nicely. Almost got a number two on it. There you go. In fact, on my sheet here, I do have a number two on it. My old neighborhood, 122, and playing sports, 122. How about playing sports in the old hood? Saturday morning cartoons, 75, at the Cameo Theater in Rochester, New York. Oh, God. There's Rocket Man. But you never really did see any of those Commando Cody movies. Yeah, I just... have. They've, they've replayed them. I forget. Oh, I know. Like, Is it in you know, like Night Flight used to show a bunch of things like that. I really missed that show. They would go into, like, vintage, campy stuff like that. Yeah. It was great. But it really is most amusing, the fact that he's, like, such a schlumpy guy, you know, poorly. He's got, like, an old, uh, sloppy $10 suit. 
but he throws on that suit with that magic button on it and then that uh, that hood, that helmet. Saturday morning cartoons, 75. They were great. Sex without a condom, 72. My parents being healthy, 68. Nothing. It sucked, 62. See, I told you. Eating whatever you want and gaining nothing, 57. Going to school instead of work, 54. Diddling my classmates, or diddling my classmates, I'm sorry. 44. Diddling. Freedom, 44. Baseball cards, 26. Flipping them and buying them and sniffing a bubble gum and chewing it and ripping your teeth out. Spankings, 23. <laughs> they enjoyed it. Little did their parents know. they were just, that, That's probably why a lot of kids, a lot of people were nasty and doing all kinds of crappy stuff when you were kids, just hoping you'd get spanked. You really uh, all of these things. loved it. Return soda bottles for money, 18. No deposit, no return. Does it still say that in some stuff? I guess it does. Yeah, but that's you know the, That's the opposite. You don't see no bottles much anymore except for beer. Well, what about Coke? You still buy Coke and bottles. Yeah, they still that's have what, them, but it's just... That's it's, what Noel Bush said. It's, uh, it's rarer anymore. Pinball Machine, 17. Comic Book, 16. Believing in Santa Claus, 14. Oh, that was so much fun, I guess. Halloween Trick and Treat in 13. Spring Break, 12. See, the Santa Claus thing, your parents lied to you about that because they were taught by their parents to lie about it, just like the God stuff and the Tooth Fairy stuff and all of these uh, things. Spring Break, 12. And those are the people who remember the real good Spring Break. Free Speech, 9. Oh, how we love that. Hebrew School, 8. Oi! Amusement Parks, 5. Marching Bands, 5. Recess, 5. Now, let's see. Recess, we uh, said, was when you go out and play in the uh, schoolyard and stuff like that. Right. Then that's what you said. That is recess. And I guess that was. Believing in God for, bubblegum for, throwing snowballs to, and my allowance, solamente dos. A lot of cheapskate parents out there, because nowadays you think that uh, these punks... How much uh, do kids get allowance now, would you think? Like like teenagers, how much allowance do they get? 20 bucks a like, week. 20 bucks uh, an hour? Yeah. Now, that's of course, they're doing chores for that. They are? Well, mine are. Now, how much does Sabrina get for allowance? 20 bucks a week. 20 bucks a week, and coming from a, a desperado like you, that's, that's pretty right. good. Big bucks. That is big bucks. I got two articles on Alito and this whole dog and pony show that's going on. I, I'm just, the spirit of Christ compels me to read these before we do anything else. Although we will take the one call, though, because I know it's going to be real brief. QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of Ed Norton movies, you ever seen Fight Club? I wouldn't watch that. I, I saw like about two minutes of it about ten times. Oh, it's such a great film, man. It, well, but what's the purpose of it? You mean Brad Pitt and Fight Club? Well, it's got the same payoff, like that movie you're talking about with gear at towards right. the end. Huh. George keeps saying no in the background. Like, no. I, I tried watching it. I, I saw, like, it's been on cable a zillion times, and I watch about two, three minutes, and I say, what's the point in this? You know, I, not for me. Well, that's a great segue into my next question. I have, yes. I have a good idea for a poll. Sleeper okay, movies. What is it? Sleeper movies. Movies that, you know, you Put never you think sleep. about seeing. You somehow <laughs> end up seeing the flick, and for network. Yeah, network sleep right away. <laughs> you know, like uh, the movie Crash I just saw recently. Everyone yeah. wants to see that, so i got to go no see interest. that. Well, everybody said it was good. Yeah. I had no interest in seeing that movie. All of a sudden, I watched it because I was bored one day, and it blew me away. It was amazing. Rave reviews yeah. for that movie. I think so, we've done ones like that, but it's, uh, let's do it again. Sleeper movies. There you go. And I'll put Crash right at the end of the list. Keep up the good work, Neil. Thanks, Pally. We'll do it. Okay, right. now that we got like a real management, uh, well, 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 let me do that. Over you and but... about Fight Club, which I, I I really wanted to like that movie. Yes. And I was liking it up to a point. It's all a hallucination. Well, you just spoiled it. Yeah. For everybody. For everybody. Don't. Well, see I'm going to tell bother. you the ending of Primal Fear now, so that uh, you wouldn't. Uh, no, I can't do that. I wouldn't do that to you. 
Thank you. No, and I hate that. That that pisses you off. It's like so. A, in other words, it's like once upon a time in America. Although in that one, at least you're left to speculate whether it was like a uh, an see, opium trip here's the that thing, Robert De Niro was having, or whether we, all that stuff really happened. Since movies are fiction anyway, why say that it was all a dream or a hallucination noodles. or whatever it was? Yeah. Hey, noodles. And there's James Wood. You want a pots of pots and tukus? You know, see, if he was really Jewish, why did he say that so badly? A pots and tukus? Gee. I don't know. Maybe he's just a bad actor. What do I mean, maybe? Alito and his coaches, this is in the Village Voice, for a Supreme Court nominee, the hearings are an inside game. In the first hours of Sam Alito's Senate confirmation hearings on Monday, Judiciary Committee member Lindsey Graham, the Republican senator from South Carolina, may very well have irreparably compromised himself. Maybe this is why, if I can interject, Russ Feingold kept asking Alito yesterday about, what well, did he get coached by anybody in the White House? Did they tell him what to say? You know, that must be what he was referring to. Mm-hmm. At the hearing, Graham told Alito, nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, that he'd already decided in Alito's favor. I don't know what kind of vote you're going to get, but you'll make it through. It's possible you could talk me out of voting for you, but I doubt it. So I won't even try to challenge you along those lines. That certainly ought to be the case. Graham is one of a group of Republicans who have been coaching Alito behind the scenes. The Wall Street Journal's Washington Wire reported before the hearings began, last Thursday, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, one of the gang of 14 who sits on judiciary, joined a so-called moot court session at the White House. The coaching session for Alito has raised a few eyebrows. Coaching a judicial nominee behind the scenes is not the proper role for a Judiciary Committee member who, most subsequent, will most, uh, who must, must subsequently sit in judgment on that nominee, writes Think Progress, a project of the American Progress Action Fund. It could be a violation of the ethical duties of a senator. Writing about the Alito situation, Think Progress writes Senate Rule 37 in the Senate Ethics Manual. The rule says, No member, officer, or employee shall engage in any outside business or professional activity or employment for compensation which is inconsistent or in conflict with the conscientious performance of official duties. Think Progress further cites the Ethics Manual saying that language has been interpreted as prohibiting compensated employment or uncompensated positions on boards, commissions, or advisory councils where such service could create a conflict with individual Senate duties due to appropriation, oversight, authorization, or legislative jurisdiction as a result of Senate duties. If this is true, how can Graham make an impartial decision about Alito based on what he learns about Alito at the hearings? Graham's already made up his mind. He was coaching him, and he's sitting there like an impartial, uh, he's going to judge for America. How do you like that? Not that most of them haven't made up their minds, but this is right. way above and beyond a call of duty, if I can say that. Can I say duty? No. Yeah, we can now, though. So Greg's in the building. Greg, go and give him a big kiss on the lips. Yeah. You know that kiss? Like, remember when Michael gave Fredo that kiss on the lips? Oh. In The Godfather? You remember? The kiss of death? <laughs> that was the one. Yeah, Let's see, what's that eye. under? What is that under? GF. No, no, I know that. <laughs> Jeez, God almighty. Chief. Don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Yeah, well, that was that was. Uh, I know Vegas. it was you, Fredo. There you, you, you broke, broke my heart. heart. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I think your brain is going soft. Exactly. Oh, it's time for the break, damn it. And then the other one about uh, the Alito testimony you won't hear by Stephen R. Dujak, who was supposed to testify and uh, he got uh, blown out. And I'll tell you why in a second. About that. Um, well, um, we'll get to it. CAP, that Princeton organization. Mm-hmm. Didn't allow blacks either in there, I should just mention that. 27 past 10 at 560 WQAM. If you're in a dead-end job, if you feel like you're being underpaid badly, if your New Year's resolution is to get you a life and a high-paying career that will make that possible, act now. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. 
Fast Train will get you trained and ready for a great new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's all it takes. You can get yourself a new high-paying career and a life in just a few short months. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals right now as I speak is at an all-time high. And Fast Train offers you convenient day, evening and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify. So pick up that phone and call Fast Train toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train's placed over 100 people just like you in 2005, so check Fast Train out on the web at FastTrain.com. But act now in order to obtain that new high-paying career because classes are filling up real fast. Don't miss that train of opportunity this year. Quit working for peanuts. Get yourself a big, fat paycheck and a life that will go along with having that cash. Call toll-free. This year, make your New Year's resolution a reality by calling Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 to find something else to talk about besides maggots for holes. How about women and topics now? Another thing you don't know. Kiss my boot. Lick my butt. Take like I don't get none. Take like you're my chicken pigs. Then assume a penalistic stance. There's trouble in paradise. They might want some entertainment. There's trouble in paradise. You're gonna miss that sport whole game. You're gonna have to get along with Neil now. And get it better, you. You caught trouble in paradise. And you won't be home no more. Oh, that one hurt. 1033. <laughs> finally, after all of those smacks, he finally got one that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> 27 before 11. Speaking of the Molemeister, he'll be along at 2 this afternoon. Don't you fret about that. He'll be here whether you like it or not. 4 o'clock, it's the Mad Dog for three solid hours of Mad Dog Mania. 7 o'clock, Hurricane Hotline at Bernie Kosar's Steakhouse. The Beast at Bernie's at 9 tonight. Be sure and watch what he's eating, okay? In fact, he better bring his sack with him at Bernie's. And Eddie K at 10 o'clock tonight. Anyway, Stephen R. Dujak graduated from Princeton and covered CAP for the University's Alumni Magazine from 76 to 86. He writes, In 21st century Washington, fame doesn't last for 15 minutes anymore. It lasts for a single news cycle. There's the big press release. The next morning, the major newspapers spell your name right. But by noon, the Drudge Report runs a shotgun blast of half-truths and innuendos. And by evening, pundits are sifting through your entrails on CNN and Fox. Can citizen participation in government survive the advent of the Internet search engine? Late last Thursday, Patrick Leahy, the ranking Democrat on Senate Judiciary Committee, issued a list of witnesses to testify with the Democrats on Sam Alito's nomination to the Supreme Court. I was on that list, a mere writer with a bachelor's degree among all the distinguished household names. But by the end of the day Friday, I wasn't on the list anymore. I had been scheduled to testify as an expert on an organization called Concerned Alumni of Princeton. In 1985, on an application for a promotion in the Reagan Justice Department, Alito had touted his membership in CAP, which had opposed co-education at Princeton, and asked for strict quotas limiting the numbers of women and minorities at the university. Alito's membership in the group could shed light on his respect for civil rights. So how to put what happened to me? 
I felt like Joey on Friends when he finally won a role on the soap opera. He could walk proudly, head held high among his more accomplished peers, but then his soap opera character fell down an elevator shaft, written out of the show because the scriptwriter was annoyed at something Joey said in another context. In my case, it was an L.A. Times op-ed article I wrote. In Animal Suffer a Perpetual Holocaust, 2003, I defended PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, for using a quote of my grandfather's. Unlike me, my grandfather was a famous man, Isaac Pesheva Singer, who had escaped anti-Semitism in Europe in 1935 and won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 78. My grandfather, a principal vegetarian, famously wrote, In relation to animals, all people are Nazis. For them, it's an eternal treblinka. Three years ago, Peter built a campaign around that quote, but critics charged that the words were not really Isaac's, only those of one of his characters. My op-ed article affirmed that, from my personal knowledge, Isaac felt that way, that the cattle car reality of factory farming compared to the Holocaust, and I agreed with him. In the era of the search engine, no good or bad deed goes unpunished. Then again, perhaps I should take pride in being ridiculed by a U.S. Senator John Cornyn, Republican of Texas. It seems like a little bit of desperation to call a witness whose only apparent expertise is comparing meat-eaters to those who stood by during the Holocaust, a Cornyn spokesman said. The Washington Times led with, a freelance reporter who compared the Holocaust to eating meat, a right-wing blog gloated, latest Democratic charge, Alito's a carnivore. I haven't found an account from the right that I mentioned Isaac or his quote. As it turned out, hundreds of decent, honorable Holocaust victims and their families were deeply disturbed by the original essay and have apologized public for it, an apology I reiterate here. Sometimes using an extreme example to make a point is a bad idea. Sometimes a quote really doesn't belong in a new context. Too bad my latest attackers don't get it. Bill Bradley, Princeton, class of 65, future Democratic senator, quit cap and disgust within a year after it was founded in 72. Bill Frist, class of 74, future Republican Senate majority leader, publicly censured the organization. But Cap survived to become more anti-woman and anti-minority. In 1984, a year before Alito proudly proclaimed his membership, Caps Magazine had published details of an underage female student's sex life and named her, allegedly by mistake. A few issues before that, in a piece about blacks and Latinos, the magazine editorialized, people nowadays just don't seem to know their place. In response to questions about Cap, Alito has proclaimed his fealty to American principles of equality, but when he had a chance to make a real statement, back when Cap was spreading its poison, he boasted of being a member. That's the story that should have gotten its 15 minutes this week, but you won't hear about it from me. How do you like that? So here's a guy that was supposed right. to testify, but you won't hear about it from him. God forbid. So we know what this, uh, in spite of all his protestations, and but this whiny piece of right-wing turd that's sitting there right now, uh, we know what he is. He's just another good, the card-carrying Nazi. A Reagan Nazi, a Bush Nazi, that's all he is. So all the naive folks out there who think, oh, he's okay. Like, like they take a poll before the hearings even started. They take a poll on CNN and Gallup. Oh, well, 52% of Americans think that uh, he uh, should be uh, confirmed. Based on what? They wouldn't know Sam Alito if he came knocking on her door at 3 in the morning in a bathrobe. They don't know who the hell he is or what he stands for, what he uh, believes in. If Bush chose him, then he's a good uh, that, yeah, Christian. Yeah, but then, of course, they also asked if uh, he uh, wants to re uh, undo uh, Roe v. Wade. And, uh, should he be confirmed? 56% said no. How do you like that? But, of course, that, that was kind of like the secondary poll we saw at the end of that piece. Brother. I just got a pretty good pile today. I might just plow right on through it and make you happy. Yeah, it would. I haven't had a, a plow through the pile day in quite a while. A pile in a while. Have you had a pile in a while? Uh, just this morning. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm talking about piles. Oh, no, not those kinds. I see. I think at 11 o'clock I'll change the poll to the one for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, when the hell did I start this? Why and why? Why did I do this?
Because, I mean, if it's confusing to me, well, what the hell difference does it make? The audience doesn't give a crap. They don't care whether it's a one for today. I mean, does it have like a label on it? Don't label me. Don't label me. Don't you love that line? I do. Especially from gay uh, closet people. Don't label me. Okay. You fair. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll change the poll at 11 o'clock. Okay, here's what we got. 1,642 votes on this now. What do you miss most about your childhood? How about cotton candy? Well, it's too late to add any more on because I'm getting rid of this. Huh? How about cotton? How about the, uh, like, uh, well, we always had amusement parks. But yeah, is that like called the, the fair? Right, the going fried to the fair. elephant ears, cotton candy, all that. Yeah. Oh, boy, I sure miss cotton candy. Candied apples. Having no worries, 386. Summer vacation, 167. No bills to pay, 150. Playing sports, 127. My old hood, 123. Saturday morning cartoons, 78. Sex without a condom is 74. My parents being healthy, 70. Nothing, it sucked, 69. Eating whatever you want and gaining no weight, 59. Going to school instead of work, 56. Diddling my classmates. And, oh, look at that. Eric finally changed the spelling just before we take this off. Well, diddling was doing pretty well. You can imagine how well diddling's going to do. Diddling my classmates, 46. Free, freedom. You ever diddle your classmates? No. Freedom, 45. Baseball cards, 26. Spankings, 23. I sure would like to have diddled a lot of my classmates, but oh, well. Uh, return soda bottles for money, 21. Comic books, 18. Pinball machine, 17. And boy, there was nothing when you were going to school and had a good machine, man. Uh, believing in Santa Claus, 16. Spring break, 13. Halloween trick and treating, 13. Hebrew school, 9. Oive. Free speech, 9. Amusement parks, 5. Why would anybody miss going to Hebrew school? Kind of stupid, oh, if you ask me, huh? The parties, the babes. That would be like Catholics saying, uh, you know, miss uh, being abused by the, uh, by fa the father. Amusement Parks 5, Marching Bands 5, Recess 5, Believing in God 4, Bubblegum 4, Throwing Snowballs 2 in my allowance only 2. And I still say, well, the throwing snowballs means they don't miss the snow. No snow here, by the way. I should point that out to you. Not a, there's not a flake. There's many flakes downtown, especially on Young Street. Spare some change, mister, but other than that, there ain't no uh, flakes. Not, no, no snow. In fact, it's going to be 45 today. There is no such thing as global warming. Just keep that in mind. That's why it's going to be 45 degrees in Toronto today on the 11th of January. That kind of shocking. Not that I'm complaining, you understand, but it's a little bit strange. When it gets to be like 147 in Miami, then you'll start, maybe some of you will start coming around. See, there's something a little uh, strange going on over here, you know? Of course, by that time, probably all of Florida will be underwater anyhow. Right. But don't worry about those polar ice caps melting. It's just, uh, it'll just be water. 142. We'll just all drink a lot more. That's all. Just drink a lot more water. Water's supposed to be really good for us, right? Sure. Drinking some now. Resolve yourself to a better night's sleep in 2006 by making that one easy call that I've been telling you about for years, 1-800-MATTRESS. I've been calling these folks for a long time, and you ought to be doing the same. Nothing's got a bigger impact on the way you feel every day and your productivity than getting a good, sound night's sleep. And you can get one as soon as tonight on a great new mattress from Dollar Mattress if you make that call right now, 1-800-MATTRESS. If your mattress is more than 10 years old or it's sagging or lumpy or bumpy or just worn out from all that activity on it, it's time for a new one. Choose from the complete line of all the top names like Sealy, Inserta, Simmons, King Coil, Stearns & Foster Hewitt, and even Tempur-Pedic. Dollar Mattress takes same-day orders all day long from Kendall to Stewart, from Palm Beach to Fort Myers, and like they've been doing for years and years. They make a delivery offer to you that's unmatchable. You pick the date into our delivery window when you want your mattress delivered when it's convenient for you, and they show up 99.7% of the time on time. 
I've been using them, like I said, for years, and most of the QAMers are doing the same, and you ought to be, too. Start the new year off with a great uh, new mattress from Dial Mattress. Don't put off getting a better night's sleep one more minute. Pick up that phone right now. They'll be knocking on your door even by the end of the day, if you like, and give them a call toll-free at 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to their website, mattress.com. You can do your mattress shopping right there. Dial Mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous, sensational savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Call that a consultant? Tight little island full of gay romance. They wear gay sandals and they wear tight pants. Oh, Sun drenched top to bottom every day. Blessed with the miracle of being gay. The very best of faggots in the USA. Giving big, big pleasure in a big, big way. The very best of faggots in the USA. Giving big, big pleasure in a big, big way. Oh, Join the big swish to Chesterfield Queen, new choice of the fags of America. 1047, I wonder what Sam Alito would think about that, huh? Well, I'll ask anyway, I, got, I just got some important stuff here today, and there might actually be 20 or 30 people out there with an IQ larger than their thumbnail who might care about these things. NSA whistleblower alleges illegal spying. Oh, my God. How do you like that? Oh, no. Russell Tice. A longtime insider at the National Security Agency is now a whistleblower the agency would like to keep quiet. Uh. For 20 years, Tice worked in the shadows as he helped the U.S. spy on other people's conversations around the world. I specialized in what's called special access programs, Tice said of his job. We called them black world programs and operations. But now, Tice tells ABC News that some of those secret black world operations run by the NSA were operated in ways that he believes violated the law. He's prepared to tell Congress all he knows about the alleged wrongdoing in these programs run by the Defense Department and the National Security Agency in the post-9-11 efforts to go after terrorists, at least allegedly. The mentality was, we need to get these guys. We're going to do whatever it takes to get them, he said. Ty says the technology exists to track and sort through every domestic and international phone call as they are switched through such centers, such as one in New York, and the search to search for keywords or phrases that a terrorist might use. Like, una baba grande. Oh, did I just say that? Uh-oh. If you pick the word jihad out of a conversation, Ty said, the technology exists that you focus in on that conversation and you pull it out of the system for processing. Like cheese, like processed cheese. Mm -hmm. Don't you love when it says on the label, processed cheese product? Food. Which means there ain't no real cheese That's in like it. Processed like some, cheese food. Right. It's like a bunch of chemicals. That looks and kind of tastes right. orange and it kind of tastes a little like Inspired cheese. Inspired by cheese. Right. According to Tice, intelligence analysts use the information to develop graphs that resemble spider webs linking one suspect's phone number to hundreds or thousands even more. President, oh, there he goes cracking his knuckles again. I just heard that. Yep. Knuckles uh, Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, no. President Bush has admitted that he gave orders that allowed the NSA to eavesdrop on a small number of Americans without the usual requisite warrants. A small number, maybe, you know, 20, 30 million. But Tice disagrees. He says the number of Americans subject to eavesdropping by the NSA could be in the millions if the full range of secret NSA programs is used. In the millions. That would mean for most Americans that if they conducted or, you know, placed an overseas communication, more than likely they were sucked into that vacuum, Tice said. So like when I was in Amsterdam and I made a phone call, uh, they might have been uh, eavesdropping. That's why I didn't make too many phone calls from Amsterdam. That's why it's a good thing to have that Blackberry, even though George doesn't want one. He's got this perfect, real perfect. crappy phone. Yeah, an ass kick. 
The same day the New York Times broke the story of the NSA eavesdropping without warrants, Tice surfaced as a whistleblower in the agency. He told ABC News that he was a source for the Times reporters, but Tice maintains that his conscience is clear. As far as I'm concerned, as long as I don't say anything that's classified, I'm not worried, he said. Me, uh, you know, don't worry, be happy. We need to clean up the Intelligence Committee. We've had abuses. They need to be addressed. The NSA revoked Tice's security clearance in May of last year based on what it called psychological concerns and later dismissed him. Tice calls that bunk and says that's the way the NSA deals with troublemakers and whistleblowers. Today, the NSA said it had no information to provide. <laughs> They're mum. They ain't saying a word. How do, how do you like that? The same thing with Richard Clark and with uh, Paul O'Neill, with everybody else. Oh, well, you know, O'Neill uh, used classified information in that book. We might have to throw his ass in jail. And all of a sudden, we never heard one more word from him. You know what I'm saying? You understand the Gestapo keeps track of everyone. Exactly. All of a sudden, he was mum. And a little more on the NSA. See, you know, this is the problem, is that most of us are so naive. You know, we believe you know, oh, yeah. people are conditioned to believe, you know, what the church tells you is true and what your parents tell you is true and what the government, the government would never lie to you. Because after all, we're here to protect you and to take care of you. Right. And to rape you and give all your money to uh, big uh, corporations. That's what we're here for. And to pollute the environment if that's what's good for big business. National Security Agency mounted massive spy op on Baltimore Peace Group document show. Remember that piece in Fahrenheit 9-11? Mm-hmm. Those uh, cookie-eating uh, old cockers That's out there right. in San Diego. Those oh, yeah. Tommy terrorist right. anarchist. Uh, the National Security Agency has been spying on a Baltimore anti-war group, according to documents released during litigation, going so far as to document the inflating of protesters' balloons and intended to deploy units trained to detect weapons of mass destruction, Raw Story has learned. According to the documents, the Pledge of Resistance Baltimore, a Quaker-linked peace group, and we know about how dangerous those Quakers are, especially when they're feeling their oaths, has been monitored by the NSA, working with the Baltimore Intelligence Unit of the Baltimore City Police Department. Do you ever eat Quaker's Oats? Oh, Yeah, sure. Really? Well, you know, we've all been kids. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like mushy, you know? It sure is. Real mushy. Kind of had a lot of Like, like gruel. Put, I think uh, it's cruel to feed kids gruel, don't you? Butter and brown fool. sugar. What is it? Butter and brown sugar. Oh, is that what you put in uh, Quaker Oats? Yeah, to make it edible. Oh, good. Well, uh, you don't have to worry about eating it for long, because you'll be dead pretty soon anyway if you keep doing that. Well, what is the business with brown sugar? Why is that supposed to be so much better? It's still the same poison. It just has a flavor rather than It tastes a lot sweet. better. Right. The documents came as a result of litigation in the August 2003 trial of Marilyn Carlisle and Cindy Farquhar. Farquhar. Well, I'm not going to try it again. Careful. An NSA security official provided the defendants with a redacted action plan and a redacted copy of a Joint Terrorism Task Force email about the activities of the Pledge of Resistance Activities. The NSA, established in 52 by President Truman, is the largest and most secret of U.S. intelligence agencies. Headquartered between Baltimore and Washington, D.C., the agency's got two principal functions, to protect U.S. government communications and to intercept foreign transmissions. However, the NSA's United States Signals Intelligence Directive 18 strictly prohibits the interception or collection of information about U.S. persons, entities, corporations, or organizations without explicit written permission from the Attorney General. The revelation that a Baltimore peace group was spied upon comes in the wake of news reports. The agency's also been eavesdropping on the U.S. The agency did not return a call, a request for comment. The Baltimore Pledge of Resistance is part of the National Iraq Pledge of Resistance, which works with the Baltimore Emergency Response Network and American Friends Service Committee, part of a national group committed to nonviolent civil resistance to stop the war in Iraq. The pledge lobbies Maryland Congress members via letters, phone calls, faxes, emails, and face-to-face -face meetings. Members of the group are periodically arrested for peaceable protests. 
Documents turned over by the NSA indicate that the group was closely monitored. In one instance, the agency filed reports approximately every 15 minutes from 9.30 a.m. to 3.18 p.m. on the day of a demonstration at the National Vigilance Airplane Memorial on the NSA campus in Maryland. According to an NSA email dated July 4, 2004, how patriotic, the agency collected license numbers and descriptions and the number of people in each car and filed a report about them gathering in a church parking lot for the demonstration. NSA agents also logged their travel to the demonstration, including stopping as a ga- at a gas station along the way. A canine dog unit was used to search a minivan when it was stopped on the way to the demonstration. Of course, nothing was found. Maybe a little dog food. Maybe some doggy treats. Hope it wasn't that diamond dog food. Oh, jeez. NSA officials even reported on the balloons being inflated for the demonstration and the content of their signs. How do you like that? They're blowing up balloons. God only knows they might explode in them. These might be weapons of ass destruction. Do you ever stick a balloon in your uh, ass? Just this morning. Well, think about it. An entry made at 1300 hours on July 4th reads, The society was advised, the SOC, what is that? Society? The something was advised the protesters were proceeding to the airplane memorial with three helium balloons attached to a banner that stated, Those who exchange freedom for security deserve neither will ultimately lose both. On the day of the demonstration, three protesters were cited for disturbances on government property and released. A federal judge eventually dismissed the case before trial. Two of those demonstrators, Max Obazuski and Ellen Barfield, are still scheduled for trial in Baltimore Federal Court January 25. The defendants have filed a motion for discovery and included a letter from the NSA acknowledging spying on the pledge. The prosecutors refused to release this information as part of discovery. The defendants plan to argue that information is necessary for the defense. The NSA confirmed, because of a Freedom of Information request I filed, that indeed it has files on peace and justice groups, Abazuski said. However, the agency is refusing to release the information unless I pay 1915 bucks. What just might be in those files? How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Extensive plans are described for the last day of October 4, 2004 demonstration. The letter shows the NSA plan to have their weapons of mass destruction rapid response team on site, an officer with a shotgun, an increase in number of officers, mobile units monitoring the highway and parking lot, roving patrols on bicycles in various areas, four canine handlers, agents to provide counter-surveillance, aerial observations by the Air and Arundel, Maryland Police and Photography Video Surveillance Unit of the Activities. <laughs> Shocking, appalling, and unnecessary is how the chair of the D.C. chapter of the National Lawyers Guild Demonstration Support Committee, Mark Goldstone, describes the NSA actions. Goldstone, who often represents activists who engage in nonviolent civil disobedience, is not counsel in this litigation. This surveillance is completely unrelated to an, even an expansive definition of national security. How do you like that? And it goes on and on and on. The beat goes on, baby. This is just exactly how the Gestapo worked and how they're working right now. They're opening up your mail. They're listening to your phone calls. They're uh, monitoring your balloon blowing and probably other kinds as well. My name's Rice Marshal Gary. Yeah, exactly. So congratulations, all you Busher lovers out there, man. You really, uh, you know, monitor a, uh, a commie pinko for Christ. Open a commie pinko's mail for Jesus. Oh, guess what was on, speaking of that? Last night, you'll never guess what movie was on, speaking of Jesus. The Passion of the... Oh, yeah, the Christ. Ask me how many seconds did I watch. How many seconds did you watch? Two. That was only really? a flip in the channel. Oh, you're slow in your old age. They had some a real faggy-looking guy in there. 1057 at 560 WQN. Drive Concepts, the best carpet cleaning company in the universe, wants to make your life easier for a long time. During the month of January, Drive Concepts encourages everybody to take advantage of their outstanding maintenance contract. Drive Concepts maintenance contract offers you savings and real peace of mind. Enjoy the benefits of their planned carpet dry cleaning service. Not only will you save 50% off the regular prices from Drive Concepts, but you'll also enjoy the added benefit of knowing that Drive Concepts will be there when you need them. 
Dark Concepts is dedicated to the clean carpet approach instead of the common clean, dirty carpet approach. Don't be fooled by those 1995 scam specials that leave your carpet soaked for days without treating the real problems and just making a mess in your home. You made a big investment in those carpets, your upholstery, and drapery. Let Dry Concepts protect that investment for a long time. Dry Concepts professional staff is fully certified. Their service and standard unmatched. That's why I've used them for a long, over 20 years in my homes. So take the worry out of having your home sanitized all year long with Dry Concepts maintenance program. Call them today, toll-free, in Dade Broward in the Palm Beaches. No scams, no uh, rip-offs, just a written guaranteed price up front and a stupendous job every time. 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or on the Wicked Web, log on to dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? Don't miss this season's newest holiday special. Boy, bay, Charlie Brown. It's not pronounced Chanaka. What kind of crazy pitchfork is that? That's not a pitchfork, you putz, Charlie Brown. That's a menorah. Boy, bay. You'll love all the Peanuts characters in this soon-to-be Jewish holiday classic. Linus, can I play with your dreidel? Only if I can have a bite of your kishka. I just don't understand all of this talk about Chanaka. Boy, bay, Charlie Brown. It's not pronounced Chanaka. It's Hanukkah. Sponsored in part by... Goldberg's baked goods. No, actually, it's Hanukkah. How do you like that? <laughs> okay. It's 11:01 at 5:60 WQM. Happy Wednesday to you. Okay, here's the uh, final uh, tally on that poll, which was really good yesterday, but it's uh, it kind of lost its flavor, like you're chewing gum on the bedpost overnight. 1,665 votes. What do you miss most about your childhood? Now, did you also uh, stick uh, chewing gum like on the back, on the uh, uh, headboard of the bed, on the back of it? No, I would uh, spit it out. Oh. Well, sometimes I thought I was sticking chewing gum, but it's not. <laughs> no, Having no that. worries, 389. Well, sometimes a little of that consistency, you know, a little kind of chewy. Sure. Bogey. Having no worries, 389. Summer vacation, 168. No bills to pay, 150. Playing sports, 128. Being like a little jock. My old hood, 125. Sex without a con. I wonder if uh, Sam Alito had an old hood. Or a new that one. That he wore. Sex without a condom, 78. Saturday morning cartoon, 78. My parents being healthy, 72, before they became ailing and infirm and a real pain in the ass and maybe even died in it. Nothing. It sucked. My childhood sucked, 71. Uh, eating whatever you want and gaining nothing, 63. Going to school instead of work, 57. Freedom, 47. Diddling my classmates, 46. Baseball cards, 26. Spankings, 23. <laughs> Returning soda bottles for money, 22. Comic books, 18. Pinball machine, machines, man, 17. Believing in Santa Claus, 16. Spring Break, 13. Halloween Trick and Treat, 13. Maybe we need to, like, uh, go down to Jamaica, man, and uh, bring up a whole bunch of pinball machines. All right. Get a lot of them murdering delinquents off the streets. Give them something to do. Give them a good machine, man. Keep them busy. Uh, Hebrew School, 9. Oi! Free Speech, 9. Amusement Parks, 5. Marching Bands, 5. Recess, 5. Believing in God, 4. Bubblegum, 4. Throwing Snowballs, 2. And my allowance, 2. Now, you see, the fact that believing in God's stuff, you can, you can interpret that any way you want. Follow right. what I'm saying? But uh, I'm not touching it. Because as adults now, naturally, they believe in God, being part of that 96% of Americans that believe in fairy tales. Here's the new poll, and I like this a lot. Did you see it? Oh, let me go look. The best regional food in the USA. We never did this one before, I guarantee you no. that. Louisiana Key John. Oh, that must be a sympathy vote for New Orleans, you think? 
These are the ones that I came up with all by myself, and I'm sure there are many, many more. Louisiana Cajun, four. Philly Cheesesteaks, four. Buffalo Chicken Wings, three. New England Clam Chowder, three. New York Pizza, two. Rochester White House, two. That's what I voted, of course. Tex-Mex, one. Chicago Pizza, one. A real thick, heavy, it's good. New England Grinders, one. And Chicago Hot Dogs, none. With, that, with the onions and the really, really bright green relish. You know, the sugar. Who used to send us those? That hot diggity dog place or whoever? Oh, uh, I forget. I think. It might have been uh, Hot Diggity Dog. They're in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, uh, damn it. I don't think no? that was it, but I can't remember who it was. No, that wasn't it. At any rate, somebody used to send us those Chicago dogs. They got, like, uh, they got those spicy jalapenos in them or some kind of spicy crap, and they got onions and real bright green relish, and they're really good. They got like slices of tomato in them and everything. It's like a hot dog that's loaded up with all kinds of good stuff in it. Anyway, that's what we got so far. 21. Nothing like a Rochester wiener. Five six seven oh five sixty. Let's see if we get several to add, or maybe not. You know, you never know. The way this this has been that kind of a week, you really don't know exactly. Uh, Bizarre. And I really couldn't care less because I still have a magnificent giant pile. Even my golden retriever never saw a giant pile like this. Believe you me. Trust me. WQAM. Hello. Yeah. Good. Good um, morning, Uncle Neil. Good evening, for, sir. For today's poll, I would say Jamaican jerk chicken. Mm-mm-mm. What about jerk Okay, pork? my, my, my. Okay, uh, Jamaican uh, jerk chicken. and uh, huh? Well, you can put jerk chicken and jerk pork. Right. Uh, will Joyce allow us to put jerk pork on there? No. I'll put it on there anyway. The entire jerk meat line. No, it's not. No, that's not right. <laughs> I'm making a joke. Get out of here. The entire <laughs> jerk meat line. Well, come on. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that line is that line's all the way to the moon. Hey, I saw it. If it walks, you can jerk it. No. Chickens walk. Yeah, they do. So do cows. They anyway, do. moving Pigs. right along. Quit jerking us around. So there's the uh, jerk pork and jerk chicken. There's two regional specialities, man. And you know how they kill them with a really yeah, man. good machine, man. That's how they chop <laughs> off those chicken necks. WQAM, hello. Hello, is this WQAM? This is it, man. You got it. You're All right. Day. I beg your pardon? Is this, this, I'm on hold, or? No, you're on the air right now. It sounds just wow. like you. Either that or you got a twin with an identical voice. How about New York pizza? Did you put that down on your poll? I sure did. It's in the lead. All right. I it's just in, turned on and I got the, the, the butt end of your uh, list. The butt end. Well, and now you can put some of that on there, too. No extra charge. Uh, oh. New York pizza's in the lead with seven votes. You'll be pleased to know. All righty. Ain't nothing like it, man. A lot of imitators, there ain't nothing like it. Boy, oh, boy. That's one of the great things about going to New York if you don't get mugged. Oh, but they cut the crime way down. Now, well, I'll take your word for it. But is the pizza, oh, boy, even the world's biggest pizza thieves. Oh, for me. Yeah, would really enjoy. Well, I'm sure they have. I'm sure he has. Oh, Josh's favorite, line nine, QAM. WQAM, hello. QAM. Connoisseur line. No, nobody on line one. QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I got the winner. Maryland Blue Crabs. Maryland Blue Crabs. They got this stuff you can buy in the drugstore to get rid of them, too. Right, quell shampoo. Right, quell. Okay, thanks. Maryland Blue Crabs. Quell. You ever have Mar- crab cakes? Crab cakes are okay. Yeah, they're okay. They make you feel a little bit kind of crabby, but nevertheless. I mean, it ain't like real crack crab, but that's a pain in the ass. Maryland crab. I beg your pardon? Like cracking the crab. I don't want to have to go through all of that crab. Right, and, a lot of work. Crack. In fact, what was that cap- captain's crab? I'm sure they're not around anymore. Remember, there used to be one up kitty quarter from the IOD? Yes, I do. And I hope it's not there anymore, because I don't... 
Uh, I used to get such a wicked headache when I eat them because of all the butter they put on. It's just like oh, yeah. cholesterol hell is what it was. See, maybe it'd still be there, but the bottom line is they're never going to advertise with us anyway, and they certainly aren't now, so they're not there. Remember that? The Crab Shack. And as right. you left, just because they were so nice, they'd give you like a little uh, a little sample size bottle of that quell to get rid of them. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Bill, how you doing? All right. I don't miss anything. I can't stand my childhood. Okay, great. Well, that's uh, for Friday, and that's uh, the old poll anyway. Get with it. Get with the program, sweetheart. The poll is what regional food, the best regional food in the USA is whatever. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Late edition, I just tuned in. Checkers? Checkers what? Checkers uh, hamburger joint. <laughs> the less said, the better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. WQAM, hello. Hey, you know one you've missed? You mentioned Tex-Mex, but aside from, aside from that, everybody has taken the name, but very few people make real fajitas made with real skirts. You know what I'm saying? Served up with uh, with all the casserole, the uh, guacamole and the this and that, but fajitas. Yeah, but you see, regional food, well, well, fajitas are what? Isn't that Texas? They're from, they're, they're originally from South Texas. Yeah. Why wouldn't it, was, it be Tex-Mex? Why wouldn't it be? Is, why, well, why because Tex-Mex implies Tex Tex all that cheese and crap all over no, everything. You know? No, Tex-Mex oh, okay. implies any Whatever Mexican food uh, in Texas, but thank you so much. Well, I'm glad he got your appetite wetted anyway, but that's, uh, he's wrong. What are we eating today, Josh? How about oh, some Tex-Mex? Tex Sounds good. We'll get a Mexican uh, bowl from uh, Power Smoothie. A Mexican bowl? What the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, they got the the, the, the chopped chicken. I heard that most of the Mexican bowls are overflowing. Over some rice. All in people nice. in Mexico City. Hey, look at that hotline. What's that? Probably What's ringing? Fax. QAM bat line, probably a fax. Hello. Hello. Beep. Yeah, it's a fax. I told you. Let's hear it. Maybe it's Ed McMahon faxing us the notice that we just won the ten million dollars from him and Dick Clark. Yeah. How did I know that? You see that? Mm -hmm. My psychic power oh, that is so strong. Is. Huh? That wasn't a good one. What do you mean? It wasn't a good psychic event you've had oh. better days. I got Maureen Dowd's call. I'm doing the Alito Shuffle. I think I might just read that right now before we take 8 million calls with all your regional... In fact, quite frankly, other than the uh, Maryland Crab Cakes, I, I think I got most of them. Maybe I'm wrong. I think I got most of the good ones on there all by my lonesome. Let's see how it's sh shaken out. Philly cheesesteak, 12. Those are good. And please don't put cheese whiz on it. Oh... Or Velveeta. Uh, uh, well, they, they do. Uh, there are some places where they do that. Please Best tell regional me food in the USA. Philly cheesesteak, 12. New York pizza, 10. I voted Buffalo. What? I voted for the cheesesteaks. Yeah, they're good. Had one Buffalo yesterday. chicken wings, 10. Louisiana, Cajon, 8. Cajon. You can't say Cajun. Cajon. That's part of the uh, illiteracy of Louisiana. Oh, you can't say that. They just had the flood. Katrina, there. like I said, part of the illiteracy of that whole neck of the woods. Tex-Mex 7, that includes those great fajitas all dressed up and ready to go. All dressed up and ready to eat. Chicago Pizza 5, that real thick, real, oh, man. Where one slice is like a meal. Mm -hmm. You've had that. Yeah, we, great. Did, did you go with pizza. us or were you already out of Chicago that time off that trip? I was already uh Oh, exiled. too bad. Yeah. Man, that was really uh -huh. great. Too bad you missed it. Thanks, Mike. New England Clam Chowder 5, Maryland Blue, now why does that say Blue Crab? Is that what it's called? That's what the guy said. That's what he said. Oh. Maryland blue crabs. Well, don't get hostile with me. I got them in the backyard. Three. Don't get crabby with me. 
Chicago dogs, too. Chicago wieners. Rochester White Hots, only two. Well, that's because most people haven't had them, unless they go to Wayne Arnold's if he ever opens up again. Jerk chicken, one, and jerk pork, zero. The big O for the old jerk pork. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, boy. This is 560 QAM. The following may not be suitable for children. Celebrities Gone Wild. It's the hot new video series that shows real celebrities getting into real trouble. Celebrities Gone Wild. Your all-time favorite stars are hitting all-time lows. See Hollywood Mad Man Tom Sizemore get busy on Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss. It's a hit. Celebrities Gone Wild also features clips from L.A. Lakers superstar Kobe Bryant. How you doing, baby? I'll buy a little room service. You know what I'm saying? Celebrities Gone Wild is jam-packed with famous people who are famous for their infamous behavior. There's Diana Ross, Nick Nolte, Bobby Brown, Michael Jackson. Robert Downey Jr. And the list goes on. Plus, Robert Blake gets drenched in ice cold water for a super sleazy wet prison jumpsuit contest. Where it takes him to win. Order Celebrities Gone Wild in the next 10 minutes and we'll include this free Arnold Schwarzenegger video called Celebrities Gone Crazy. I want to be governor of California. Celebrities Gone Wild and Celebrities Gone Crazy. Order now before all these stars are in jail, rehab, or the governor's mansion. Don't give us no lip, Arnold. By the way, he didn't have a, a motorcycle license. He was driving that thing illegally with his kid. Did you know that? I did not know it was illegal. Well, there you go. He didn't have no license to be driving a motorcycle, which he needed a separate one in California. But don't confuse the governor. How would he know that? Just like in Florida. Being the illegal alien that he is. Southern Fried Chicken. There's a good one. Boy, that's going to be a lot of votes. Southern Fried Chicken. Do it. Oh, man. There's some folks out there who love their chicken. Here's one from a good old John up there in uh, Car uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, John. Get a life. Uh, Carolina Barbecue. He's even got Amen. the recipe for it. Ketchup based in Northwest Carolina. Vinegar based in the East and mustard in the South. Right. The North Carolina kind I like the best. Now, I see. What, catsup base, he says? Catsup. Not ketchup. Catsup. It's good stuff. little kitty cat in there. Maybe he throws a couple of Kit Kat bars in, too. Carolina barbecue. You getting these, Josh? These are very important now. They're already on there. For our scientific pool. Maine lobster. Oh, yeah. Served Thermidor style like at the Emerald Coast <laughs> with the most. Maine lobster. And here's one from uh, Tim who went to great lengths. We got his uh, shoe size. This is almost like the email I got from Joe Bell. We got every phone number. We got his uh, shoe size, and oh, I wonder what that is. Uh, he says Cincinnati chili. Says Tim. I didn't even know there was such a thing as Cincinnati chili. Did you? No, I didn't. Let's, of course, uh, I uh, try to avoid Cincinnati at all costs when you come right down. That's an evil, awful place. Believe me when I tell you, or, or go there and don't believe me. Don't take my word for it. Maureen Dowd writes in the New York Times today doing the Alito shuffle. She says you've got to like a man who knows how to juggle. Samuel Alito picked up the skill on a summer vacation a decade ago, and his juggling talent was on full display yesterday as he tried to balance the old Sam, who was eager to impress Reagan revolutionaries with his zeal, with the new Sam, who was eager to impress a bipartisan Senate uh, panel with his open-mindedness. It was a tale of two Sams. Is he the old Sam who devised ways to upend Roe v. Wade and crimp abortion rights, or the new Sam who has great respect for precedent and an open mind about abortion cases? Is he the old Sam who plotted ways to tip the balance of power to the executive branch, or the new Sam who states that no person in this country is above the law, and that includes the president? Is he the old Sam who said Robert Bork was one of the most outstanding nominees of the century and a man of unequaled ability, or the new Sam who shrugged off that statement as the dutiful support of one Reagan appointee for another? Is he the old Sam who cited membership in a Princeton alumni club that resisted the admission of women and minorities when he was seeking a promotion in the very white Reagan old boys club, or the new Sam? 
who has no specific recollection of that organization, unless, of course, he innocently joined it to support ROTC on campus, and who says he's been shaped partly by his hopes for a 17-year-old daughter, Laura, and by his sister's experiences as a trial lawyer in a profession that has been traditionally dominated by men. Is he the old Sam who thoughtlessly blew off a pledge to recuse himself from cases involving Vanguard, where he has a six-figure mutual fund, or the new Sam who admits that the problem was not a computer glitch, as he had suggested, and humbly says, if I had to do it over again, there are things I would have done differently. The judge didn't deign to say what he thought of illegal wiretaps, which you think would be an easy one. About the judge's memory lapses, Senator Lindsey Graham, a Republican, drolly noted, and I hope you'll understand if any of us come up before a court and we can't remember Abramoff, you'll tend to believe us. Some of his answers, Senator Joe Biden complained to Chris Matthews, did not ring a chord of sincerity. The National Review website says the voluble Biden got in 3,673 words and held Judge Alito to only 1,013. You don't have to know the difference between horizontal and vertical starry decisis or between emanations and penumbras to see that the man who could take Sandra Day O'Connor's seat and yank back women's rights was, in a word, shifty. Or in three words, shifty, sapless, and sighing. Not sighing as much as Wolf Blitzkrieg in that video, but nevertheless. <sighs> to offset his reputation on women's rights, he even played the henpecked husband. When Republican senators used the expression, when did you stop beating your wife, about Democratic questions, Judge Alito Rye posted, I wasn't asked whether she had stopped beating me. His basic defense to Democrats boiled down to, I was just saying what my boss wanted to hear at the time. Haven't we had enough yes-men mangling, uh, mangling government for the last five years? Heck of a job, Sammy. I understand why the president's drawn to the judge. Mr. Alito is dubbed Scalito, a conservative senator. John Cordon accidentally blurted out the nickname because he's so much like Antonin Scalia and W. loves Nino. Judge Alito has supported imperial powers for the presidency, not strong checks and balances. He approved the strip search of a 10-year-old girl, but that's not probing too deeply in what the executive branch is doing. That W's philosophy, too, a preemptive right to secretly do everything from war to torture to snooping. Like the president, the judge loves baseball. Mr. Alito wants vacation at a fantasy baseball camp wearing the red and white Phillies uniform. W has spent five years in fantasy land on Iraq, on occasion donning military costumes. His fingers in his ears, W didn't want to hear that we had too few troops in Iraq, ignoring advice from Viceroy Paul Bremer and General Eric Shinseki, or that the troops didn't have enough armor. But the president continues to fling blame outward. In a speech yesterday before the veterans of foreign wars, he warned the Democrats that they should take care not to bring comfort to our adversaries. Judge Alito was evasive, disingenuous, and deferential. He fits the, uh, fits the Bush era like a baseball glove. How do you like that? Even Norma Kent would be proud of that. That old jockstrap wearing queen. Let's see. Here's one that says, uh, Cuban. Pan con bistec coño. Uh, bread with steak, or a uh, steak sandwich is what they're trying to do. I see. Do we want to put, like, Hollywood. South, uh, like, Florida, since it's regional, do we want to put, like, South Florida Cuban or something like that? How about mid-Florida Cuban? I mean, uh, you know, Cuban cuisine is good That's enough fine. for me. Okay. Isn't that good enough? Sure. Medianoches and all another, uh, those mushy beans. Right. Oh, I'm but sorry. Why do you do that? It's because you get upset about it every time I do it. It's like, uh, it's like falling off you're, a cliff, man. It's easy. bigoted hatred of the Cuban No, it says because you just get all bent. It's like Miguel, right. you know. All you got to like, do is say Fidel and right away. But I mean, but it just goes uh, off the deep end. By the way, I was asked yesterday, I don't want to like spill the beans about because it was a private and beans. confidential conversation with Joe, spill the mushy beans, you go with the beans again. but about the uh, best of Neil thing. Are we going to be getting some updates on if that's going to happen and how it's coming and what's going on, or is that just going to, or is McGovern going to spend most of his time reminding me that I can listen to Howard Stern on Sirius? I think Which uh, you'll notice, by the way, in the last uh, about 30 hours now. Oh, yeah. About 30 minutes. We stopped hearing all about that. Huh. And, and we will, or we won't be hearing about huh. it. Yeah, but what if he says caca? Oh, wait, it doesn't matter anymore. Already did it. 
Best regional food in the USA. 132 votes already. Holy moly. I told you this is a good poll tonight. What are we yes. doing with these good polls this week? I don't shouldn't, know. Shouldn't waste so many of them in the same week. Not a, uh, did you come up with this one, not Sean? I came up with this one, mister. No, wait a minute. Let me take a look. Maybe right. I'm wrong. Let me take a look at his uh, pool pile. Maybe I stole it. Because you know me. I don't want to like uh, take credit. Let's see. He's got... Uh, no, this is mine. All it's right. all mine. Well, that's a very good church. Well, how do you, didn't I tell you? Did I warn you we had a good one today for a change? Now, what do they have in the uh, in the Northwest uh, that's particularly like Seattle? I've never been there. Coffee. I have no idea. I've what been there. Have? All I remember is coffee. That's what's in well, Seattle, man. Yeah. Coffee and bookstores. <laughs> Sorry. Northwestern coffee. Sorry. <laughs> that would be like cafe con leche, you know. I mean, let, let's not yeah, get yeah. too uh, specific. <laughs> let's not get too specific. Maybe somebody knows. Yeah, somebody Maybe who is uh, from there. there. Well, Josh lived there in Seattle for, uh, he's been everywhere. He visited. Man. They he got like good Howard seafood, Dean, but I, I wouldn't, you know, put a, put like a landmark on anything. Right. We got, they got like clams or something. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, we'll find out from somebody. Obviously, you two are hopeless on that. Best regional food in the USA. New York pizza is tied with Philly cheesesteak, 23. There's that New York-Philly rivalry, man. And, yeah, the New Yorkers can be pushy and obnoxious, but when it comes to, like, sporting uh, stuff, the Philly uh, people are just, oh, this grotesque. Just grotesque. Brutal. Outrageous. Although uh, only second to Montreal in North America. Man, the Canadians were playing a crappy game a couple nights ago, whatever the hell it was, and, man, that crowd was booing. I just I kept, oh, just like the Giant fans. Did you see any of that game, Josh? Yeah. They were booing. I mean, they started out like kind of at a low level, and the booing just kept getting louder and louder. And uh, Oh, I probably would have booed at that game. Yeah, that was pathetic. Hey, Eli's coming. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Eli. New York Pizza 26, Philly Cheese Steak 24. Got a good battle going on there. Buffalo Chicken Wing 16. Louisiana Cajun 13. Tex-Mex 11. Chicago Pizza 10. New England Clam Chowder 10. Ooh, boy, a real good clam chowder, real thick. I mean, if you like Manhattan clam chowder better than New England clam chowder, your taste is in your tush. Maryland blue crab, although it is good for roids. Maryland blue crab seven. Maine lobster six. Ooh, uh, you know something? I'm not all that big on lobster when you come right down to it. No, you know I'd it's rather have okay. shrimp. See him? Oh, like you gotta have people. what? See him? Right. Oh. Any day. Maine lobster six. New England grinder six. Now I bet you a lot of people out don't even know what that is. You know what a New England grinder is? Uh, a scabby whore. It's like a sub-sandwich, man, but in New England, they call them grinders. When I was in summer camp many, many moons ago, about 400 years ago, holy moly, uh, up in that part of the uh, Adirondacks, they had a place where they, it was like called New England grinders or whatever, because it's not that far from Massachusetts. And boy, those are the best. And maybe they can call them hoagies. You know, they're called hoagies, stuff like that. First you find her, then you grind her. And real goyim, they call them like sub-sandwiches. Rochester White Hots 3. Give me a good white uh, hot one from Rochester. Cuban Cuisine 2, Carolina Barbecue 2, Southern Fried Chicken 2, Chicago Hot Dogs 2, Cincinnati Chili's got one. That's probably whoever sent us the facts. Uh, jerk Pork 1, and Jerk Chicken has got one. But watch it, because, man, they might have that uh, stuff. This is what? Neil what? Rogers. That's blue. That chicken This food. is 560 QAM. Mr. Tyson, you got into another fight. What's that about? My objective of fighting is to be the ultimate professional. And, my, and, and the objective of being a professional 
regardless whatever happens in my life in general, my job, the job has to be done. And that's the sign of being a professional. Okay, that didn't make any sense. Did you really jump on the hood of that guy's car? Well, like I said before, I, ever since I was 12 years old, I was groomed not only just to be as physical, you know what I mean? To be very intellectual and handle the pressures that, that come with boxing. Oh, now I understand. So, Mr. Intellectual, could you demonstrate how you jumped on top of the car? You can uh, use this table. Okay, you don't even have to clean out the coffee pot or the computers or anything. Just just go for it, Mike. Go for it, Mike. Go. Go, Mike. Go. <laughs> what an idiot. I broke my back. Back is broken. <laughs> broke my back. justice. They don't come no more intellectual than old Mike Tyson. 11.32 and speaking of chicken. Don't you love that Tyson chicken? Uh, speaking of chicken, you're confusing Eric. Why is that? Because uh, he thinks you might have mislabeled the latest poll that you just sent him. Yeah. You labeled it Friday. No, he doesn't understand. Right. The one that's on there right now is for Thursday. Okay. That's, that's what I thought. Let me tell him that now. No, don't you understand? We're getting ahead right. of ourselves. This is called the Neil Rogers Hate Start Program. That, that's why I keep telling you we're a day ahead of ourselves. So he probably thinks it's the one for Thursday, but it's not the one that's going on until like late in the middle or later in the show tomorrow. So it's the Friday poll. And if it'll make him happy, I'll be sure to set up an extra one for the weekend, too, so these people don't get too bored with it, and they got something to do to keep them off the streets on the weekend. Or not, as the case may be. Well, whatever. But what about next Wednesday? I'm on a roll with him, Paul. What about next Wednesday? Oh, and then uh, Monday, let's see, I'm not going to be on Monday because it's Martin Luther King Day. By the way, with your uh, approval, because they, the, they passed that memo out, you have an option of taking yes. President's Day off or President's right. Day off? Yes. Okay, if I take President's Day off? You know, what are you asking me for? Commemorate the president's well. You don't you have know. to ask me about it. Which pre- are you? Is it like William Henry Harrison, who couldn't come in out of the cold? Uh, Taft. How many days was he all president? Was, was that's good, man. You got pneumonia, man. Or is it like Andy Jackson Day? Maybe we'll send you up to that uh, big egg, uh, right. that, that egg uh, hatching place in Tennessee. They have a hatchery. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what day is that? I, I don't know. Check the it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. Josh will be working that day. Josh and I can handle it. We can, we can handle it. I mean, when you were on vacation that week, uh, and when you were out sick, and when you were hurricaning, oh. and had those, uh, like in the month of December, what did you work, about four days? A little bit. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe I want to take off, too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just messing around. Well, why not? No, I'm just You could sure take off next Monday. No, I'm not. I need him. I'm George good. could work all alone. He could work with Miguel. There you go. Spick and span. Spick and Spanish? Yeah, spick and Spanish. Cincinnati chili, it says here on this fax, which I uh, just chortled a little bit, it says a la Skyline chili. It says the frozen chili looks like somebody had, I don't want to say <laughs> diarrhea, that's bad. Like Lu- Lucy Bowles, okay? Remember I Love Lucy? <laughs> Lucy Bowles. Stephen Hollywood, you got that? What we oh, yeah. got on there, Cincinnati chili. Uh, Stephen Hollywood says for today's poll, Maine lobster. <laughs> okay, Steve. It just happens to be on there. It's got uh, six, eight boats. And for yesterday's pool, I miss M.T. Graves and Charlie Baxter and the dungeon. Oh, that's what he missed about his childhood. Yeah, that was the uh, the Creature Features kind of a show on the uh, right. but the daytime version. Yeah, we had the Saturday morning cartoons, but we didn't put on their kiddie shows like uh, Howdy Doody for those sure. old farts. <laughs> Doody. Of course, I don't miss Howdy's Doody, but nevertheless. And old Buffalo Bob. What is a Buffalo Bob? WQAM, hello. Hey, now, good afternoon. Yeah. Maybe he was kin to Buffalo Bill. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Let's try New York City dirty water dogs. Nothing like them. Got it? 
you want to uh, interpret that for me? I, I think those are hot dogs that you rinse off in the Johnny Pump. Oh, I see. Okay. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, see if this qualifies. How about a Chicago dog? It's on there. Uh, is it on there already? Yeah, I talked about it at length. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the That's okay. Don't be sorry. It's got three, only three votes, but okay, it's really you good. Okay, you mentioned the grinder, but you know New Orleans has the po' boys or yeah. the mufaleta sandwiches. Oh, watch your language. <laughs> and then one thing you mentioned that is also here in the States is Roman pizza. You mean the real thin? Uh, the real thin, thin, the real nice, really crispy, crackery crust? In, in other words, you mean real pizza. Right. In other words, but in here in, uh, on, the, on the beach, there's a place called uh, Pizza Rustica. That makes right. the Roman pizza. Yeah, there's a place in Hollywood that makes it, too, and it really sucks. Yeah, it's real good stuff. It's real good stuff. Okay, thanks a lot, All right, Neil. Thank you. Roman pizza. Well, there is no Roman pizza, like you just said. But what about uh, po' boy? Po' boy uh, sandwiches? Thank you. For those poor bastards in Louisiana who are losing every uh, minute of every... And you know, so we don't hear too much about them no more. We have the coal good. miners... Oh, I mean, yeah, the minor thing. And now we got uh, Judge Alito. We got these hearings going on, so we don't hear too much about uh, Abramoff and all those scandals, you know. And we certainly don't hear nothing more about those poor bastards in Orleans. And then what? And then your girlfriend Rita Cosby, she's all whipped up about this punk uh, with a, bag, a big Iraqi uh, nose from a Fort Lauderdale. I watched about four seconds of that last night before I realized what was going on. Oh, and he feels so bad because those soldiers over there had to risk their lives, and they could have been doing something important, but they had to risk their lives to get his uh, idiotic ass out of there. And she's making him into like a hero, you know? Irresponsible kid and irresponsible family, if you ask me. Yes. Yeah. With a big... And he could have used all the money they wasted sending him over there and for the hotel and all the bull crapping around to get him a nose job. Oh. <coughs> Why? I'm serious. There's been a lot of money. And he says, oh, as soon as he stepped out on the street and they saw he was an American, he knew he was in trouble. How the hell did they know he was an American with a schnauz like that? Probably his American flag T-shirt. Oh, is that it? Five six seven oh five six. You probably had a hurricane outfit on. <coughs> that'll, that'll tip you off every time. Silly people with hurricane outfits. WQIN, hello. Hey, just to clarify, I called about the New York water, water dog. Those are hot dogs that you buy off the street. Water dogs? Yeah, the water dog <laughs> yeah. is the hot dog that you buy from the because the water is Oh, that's right. They're yeah, right, exactly. Now I know. Now I'm on to you. Okay, thanks. Well, the other guy was such a jackass and said like he was huh sauerkraut. New York water dogs. All right, you want to put those on there? I mean, yes. Now, what league do they play in? And why is that a New York thing? I thought everybody had those little uh, hot dog no. wagons. No. New York water dogs. Right. No, because it's not the same hot dogs, don't you understand? I see. They probably use like Nathan's or Sabret or like real good hot dogs as opposed to like the mystery meat that you'll find in a lot of cities, you know, with those vendors. In addition to which, didn't they kick most of the vendors off the streets in South Florida anyway? I don't know. They, the, because the, people the were enjoying it too much? Yeah, huh? those thong hot dog vendors, yeah. No, I'm not just talking about the thong ones, the long ones and the, oh, here's the facts from Will. Well, we haven't heard from Will in a long time. Looks like everybody's back for the new year. How do you like that? Oh! which may or may not be good. Anyway, Will says, in addition to gourmet coffee, the Pacific has salmon made many ways, including smoked, king crab, and dungeness crab. Yeah, but that's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's... I have to have like a name, like Pacific uh, something, or Northwest something. You see, otherwise it's not regional. I mean, you can get right. king crab and dun you can go in the dungeon anywhere. I guess Even salmon is there, so that's where it comes Rabbit. from. Yeah. Salmon stuff. 
It says, sorry for so many, but I like to eat, says Will. Wisconsin bratwurst. I'll go for that. Boy, do I love my brats. I love the Rochester White Hots and then them brats. Oh, damn, I forgot to call Power Smoothie. I've never been in uh, Wisconsin in my life. You ever been there? Uh, not that I recall. Probably through it. By Jeffrey Dahmer liked it. He had some fine cuisine. Oh, no, I have his, been his through it many times, uh, bus trips. Wisconsin bratwurst. Let's get that on there. Not, not like uh, Berlin or like uh, Cologne, but nevertheless. Madison is very nice. Is it really? Well, yes, it's a it college is. town. Right. Also, Texas smoked sausage. Got it. Okay. Mexican chorizo. Oh, I love chorizo, baby. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was Mexican, though. I thought it was like uh, Spanish. It, well, I'm, well, I'm very young. I, huh? all, all of the, the Hispanic cultures have that kind of sausage in them. Chorizo. Yeah, it's good. Don't tell me what it's made from. I don't want to know. It's really good, though. Well, very, very, very uh, rich. Very rich. Don't like eat too much of that, man. Your toe will get the size of your head. Yummy, yum, yum. That's the Cajun andouille. I don't know what that is. Huh? A-N-D-O-U-I-L-L-E. -L -L -E. That's like ratatouille. Andouille. I don't know what it is. And Chicago Polish kielbasa. They're very good. You'd think that in Buffalo they'd have kielbasa. I never saw it there, though, because they got so many Polacks. I mean, so many fine <laughs> Polish bowlers. I mean, Chicago Polish kielbasa is good. We got that? We do now. New York... Pastrami and corned beef. Deli. Well, I mean, I don't know. You could put New York on there for just about anything, because New York's probably got the best food of any city in the USA. Certainly the best variety. You don't think? I agree. Yeah. San Francisco or New York Chinatown dim sum. You ever know any uh, some dim Chinese? San Francisco or New York dim sum. Well, I see, I don't, I don't know, Will. You've got so many choices on here. You put on yeah. there whatever you like. Georgia bacon with a bone in it. Oh, God. I beg your pardon. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing like that bone in Georgia, man. In fact, I think that was going on in, uh, in Aintree. That's in Georgia. Hmm? Or was in the movie anyway. Uh, Texas barbecue brisket. A task of a tisket. Let's get some of that barbecue brisket. And Texas bluebell ice cream. Boy, Will sure got a thing with that Texas stuff. You got all those on there? I just gave him the facts. He's going to be Okay, there. put on it whatever you want. No, no pressure. No pressure. Easy does it, you know, whatever you want. Give him 600 choices. Like I said, keep him off the street. It's a good pool. So many good regional specialities, man, in so little time, and so many people dying of diabetes. Best regional food in the U.S., New York Pizza 42, Philly Cheesesteaks 38, Buffalo Chicken Wings 18, Chicago Pizza 17, uh, New England Clam Chowder 16. See... You can't put Roman pizza on there because there really isn't any. Right. Not, not any authentic. The Wheeling Clam Chowder 16, Louisiana, Cajon 15. Not Cajon. What's that chef uh, down there, that big fat Paul, chef? Paul, Paul Dom. He likes that Cajon. Onion. Cuban Cuisine 12. Cayenne pepper. Cuisine, I think, would be exaggerating. Uh-huh. Tex-Mex 12. Main... <laughs> At this point, I want to remind everyone, you've never seen a picture of it. No. I don't, and I only say that for your benefit, and no, it works every time, man. It's, it's every hatred. time. It wouldn't matter if it was Maine Lobster 10, Southern Fried Chicken 9, Maryland Blue Crab 9, New England Grinders 8, Chicago Hot Dogs 5, Rochester White Hots, then Rochester Weenies Baby 4, Carolina Barbecue 3, Cincinnati Chili 2, Jerk Chicken 2, Jerk Pork 1, and New York Water Dogs, who are in the American Hockey League, don't have any yet. This is Neil Rogers. Like Mississauga Ice Dog. This is 560 QAM. About 30, man. Christian Slater grabbed a woman's 
round and shiny. Looked like it was good enough to eat. The actor says it's baloney. But the cop said he was drunk. He claims this whole thing is phony. Said he only looked at her junk in the trunk. Did the wacko grab the booty? Or is this woman just nuts? Cops were just doing their duty. Cause you can't go around squeezing ladies' butts. Do you think Christian Slater grabbed a woman tiny? Rectum. Walking down a New York City street. Whether they are giant or they're tiny. It's never okay to touch someone's seat. This is not his first transgression. Oftentimes he will get pissed. He has problems with aggression. And now we can add as touching to the list. Look at the path he has taken. And he's only 35. Look away when cheeks start shaking. Or your slow career will take another dive. Do you think Christian Slater grabbed a woman tiny? Walking down a New York City street. Whether they are giant or they're tiny. It's never okay to touch someone's seat. Wreck them. Hell, it damn near killed him. Okay, uh, Suzanne's a little bit confused, and I can't read at the bottom because it's fast, it's too dark, but I'm sure it says Jewish uh, married to some uh, Julio or some... Isn't that who that is? Jewish Mexican. Yeah, right. Suzanne, I hate to break the news, she says for the pool, how about Hungarian goulash? <laughs> uh, okay, how about uh, spaghetti? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> no, they, they, the poll question isn't today, what's your favorite food? It's uh, regional, especially. So unless you're like, uh, what, what, what region will be Hungarian goulash besides Hungary, huh? I mean, when I'm hungry, I, d I do love Hungarian goulash, but right. it's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Outstanding. But nevertheless, Suzanne, uh, she's confused. She's got, uh, she's got some issues. U.S. Navy plane on way to Florida reported missing. The search for four aviators. Oh, my God. Missing after their uh, Navy aircraft failed to make its scheduled arrival on time at Pensacola. Naval Air Station continues today. The Navy T-3 Sabre liner was scheduled to arrive in Pensacola around 3 p.m. Tuesday, but a Navy instructor, Navy student, Air Force student, and a civilian contract pilot were aboard the Sabre liner. Uh, their identities have been released. The aircraft was assigned to Training Squadron 86, took off for a, nav a navigation training mission around 11 o'clock uh, in the morning from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Last radio contract came around, uh, contact came around 11.20 in the morning, and pilot contacted National Center, and uh, that's it. But a beep, but a boop, but about still uh, among the missiles. Not good. Not good. Maybe they just took off and uh, went into hiding. Maybe they left the country. Maybe they went to Hungary for some goulash. Could be. I Israel will not do business with Pat Robertson after the religious leader suggested Prime Minister Sharon's massive stroke was a divine punishment for the Gaza withdrawal, Oy. a tourism official said uh, today. Is the honeymoon over? Robertson, well, he's busy doing business everywhere, man. He had those diamond mines, you know, in Nigeria and Liberia and all of these. Uh, he was good buddies with Charles Wilson, you know, we're one of the world's biggest crooks. Robertson is leading a group of Christian evangelicals who have pledged to raise $50 million to... Wait, wait till you hear this. 
$50 million to build a large Christian tourism center in Israel's northern Galilee region where tradition says Jesus lived and taught. Isn't that what Israel needs, $50 million to build a Christian tourism center? Well, even those going uh, spend a lot of money, I guess. Hey, it's the Holy Land for everyone. But Ido Hartov, a spokesman for tourism minister Avraham Hirshhan, said Israeli officials were furious with Robertson. If you think Hugo Chavez was pissed, you ain't seen nothing yet. In addition to which, Hugo Chavez is lacking one thing that the uh, Israelis have got. Una bamba grande. Well, I think it would be perfectly appropriate for the Israelis to say, since he was taking, he was saying, let's take out Hugo Chavez. Maybe the Israelis ought to be starting to suggest, let's take out Pat Robertson. Huh? Take him we out for dinner? Send him a Mossad over there, like, uh, check out his house. Take him out for a nosh? Right. And then uh, kick his ass. One day after Sharon's January 4th stroke, Robertson said the Prime Minister was being punished for dividing God's land, a reference to last summer's pullout from the Gaza Strip and four West Bank settlements. We can't accept this kind of statement, Hartoff said. He said the Christian Heritage Center project was now in question, that we left the door open to develop it with others. We will not do business with him. Only with other evangelicals who don't back these comments, Hartov said. We'll do business with other evangelical leaders, friends of Israel, but as far as he goes, casa hoist. Those that publicly support Ariel Sharon's recovery are welcome to do business with us, he said. A spokesman for Robertson's television ministry based in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where they're still lynching people, by the way. We'll get to that story. That's a real pleasant story. What did I tell you about the USA? There's nothing any different now than there was 100 years ago. So they fought the Civil War, and they put some laws on the books, and it's still the same racist bunch of crap. Yeah. No question about it. Unless you can play basketball or pro football, forget about it. Or unless you really like complected and turn and take a far turn to the right like Condoleezza. We don't respond to media reports on our relationship with other governments. We have not talked to the Israelis on this topic, said Robertson's television ministry spokeswoman. We continue to maintain our long-standing commitment to the Jewish people and the state of Israel. As long as they, sooner or later they convert, they come around. Robertson's comments drew condemnation from other Christian leaders and even El Presidente, even the Bushmeister. Under a tentative agreement, Robertson's group was to put up the funding while Israel would provide land infrastructure for the center. Israeli officials had hoped the project would generate tens of millions of dollars in tourism. And but a beep, but a boop, but a bop, but now, you know, they're finally starting to catch on. A little bit slow on the uptake, but they're finally starting at least to catch on to him. Of course, Jerry Falwell, we haven't heard about him yet. He's the one that put the lynch in Lynchburg. Mm-hmm. Here's another one, another chronic, who just on and on and on. You notice how these seem to be coming from the same people. Yes. Uh, Wisconsin bratwurst, broiled in beer and onions. Also, it says, I'm from Madison. You would have loved living there. Well, I guess I would have loved living in a lot of places. I lived in Boston way back when, and I did love living there for a couple of years. That was fine, but not now. I mean, I didn't spend much time there, but it just seems like really neat and clean. Where, Madison? And tidy. Yeah. And that's where the Freedom From Religion Foundation is located. That's right, Ann Gaylor. We sure love good old Ann Gaylor. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty, and they see even Eric's getting confused on which day to pull us from. I'm so I'm ecstatic. Wait till I send him the one for six weeks from Sukkot. He's really going to get all befuddled about that. Just relax, Eric. Okay, it's just uh, for fun. It's just to kill some good time. Whoa. Or bad. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Are you yes, doing sir. Funny? Neil. Um, Canada allows gay marriages, but they don't allow Howard Stern. How come? But what does that mean? They got serious here. Yeah, but they don't. They don't. Um, they don't have Howard Stern. There's a big petition that. going on. Yeah, some the Canadians called in this morning. Uh huh. And they were complaining. I have about a suggestion that. for you. Okay, get a life. We got bigger fish to fry than worry about Howard Stern up here, eh? Yeah, that, that that's what they're obsessed with. 
How come Canada, as a matter of fact, he was on the air here in Toronto on terrestrial radio once upon a time, and in Montreal, and both cities took him off the air. I just mentioned that in passing. Because if you think the FCC is strict, that's one thing I'm not going to defend about Canada. The CRTC, the uh, Radio and Television Commission, oh, brother. The, the, this show would, even as watered down as it is now, we'd be off the air. There's no way, eh? All I have to say crap one time, that would be the end of us. They're just, uh, all the one, like over the air television, like on CBC, no problem. You regularly hear the F word, and, uh, you know, if it's in a news story or a drama movie or whatever, no problem at all. But, crap. oh, no, no crap. Don't say crap, eh? They'll come and get you. There's a guy that definitely needs, uh, has too much time on his hands. He's busy probably doing his Howard Stern blow-up doll right now. I got the Robert Shear call. I got a lot of stuff here, too. I mean, a lot of uh, frantic people want to get in this uh, big pool because this is an eaten crowd, man. Most of these people will be dead from diabetes in about a half an hour. But nevertheless, but I got a big pile. Just keep me pushing, pushing my uh, pile, so to speak. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. The F-bomb came out of Cheney's mouth. The F-bomb came out of Cheney's mouth. It is wrong, but he's not backing down. No regrets are coming from his mouth. That's the Senate fears. Must have been hurt, 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 Don't ask Dick Cheney about Halliburton. Halliburton. Cause if you do, he'll let, let a curse word, hurt, hurt, slip. Let a curse word slip. He should know when the ratings are low. Keep it zip. You know the battles must be near to start his heart. Start the CPR except the mouth-to-mouth part. Cheney's mouth is really getting foul. They love profanity in the White House. Senator Leahy, don't you pick on RBP. He showed us his sweet charm when Dick Cheney dropped the F-bomb. You fairy. 1201 at 560-WQAM. Let's see. Here's a fax from a real chronic faxer who says, what about Key West stone crabs and seafood in general? What about general seafood? I say Key West stone crabs sounds fine to me. Not that I ever okay. was there or ever had them. You had those? Well, stone crabs, aren't they the same, whether it's here or in the Keys? You're asking me? Well, if, if that would be the case, well, then Maryland crab cakes would be the same. I mean, you can get crab cakes just about well, I mean, any... Stone uh, crabs, they're all in our in our waters over here. Right. I can't imagine that the stone crabs around the Keys area are different. Well, how do you know? I don't. Maybe maybe they're... Gay. You ever think that about that? Be. Maybe they're extra crabby. There you go. I don't know. Don't put that in. They're, they're just reaching now. They're just desperate. Best regional seafood in the USA. You know, something that... Some places are famous for, like Philly cheesesteak, New York mm-hmm. pizza, right. New York water dogs, which I learned some of the day. I didn't know they called them water dogs. Did you? No. Well, now we do. Has that got any votes, New York water dogs? It's got, uh, where is it? One. And that's probably the guy that called, one of those two guys that called in. And look at Chorizo didn't have any. Boy, Chorizo is good stuff. It'll tear your kishkis out. It's very, very, uh, How very, very, tear huh? your kishkis out. It will. Now, what exactly is chorizo, or don't we want to discuss it? Sausage. Yeah, but what's it made from? Uh, it's just a particular recipe, but it's just sausage. Like, uh, you know, everybody has their own kind of sausage. Very the spicy, very Polish tough. have some, the German have some, the Spanish. Really good for your teeth and gums to give right. them a good workout. 
That's the little slices of sausage that you find in paella. I see. WQAM, hello. Hello, I got one for the poll. Yes, sir. How about uh, Wilton Manor Spotted Dick? <laughs> I made myself a note to laugh later. Okay. Well, let us know when it's going to be. We'll mark it down. Email it to myself. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. And by the way, you fairy. WQAM, hello. Hey, Oyanil. Yes, sir. Hey, did you get Cuban food, man? I beg your pardon. Hey, did you get Cuban food in your phone? Keep working on that. You got Miami. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Hey, Neil. Speak that language, yes, sir. and buffalo wings. You want to run that by me again? Chesapeake and buffalo wings. That's what I heard. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to start going to my pile very soon, very quickly. These people are so desperate. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Not there. QAM, hola. Good morning, Neil. Now we're on a roll. WQAM, hello. Yes, uh, Neil. Are you a fortunate to live in America's greatest city um, for two years and you didn't like it? What's that? Boston, the best. Who said who said I didn't like it? I oh, love Boston. Oh, oh, you love Boston. I mean, I the... said I don't want to live there now. I said I lived there in the early sixties. Oh, why wouldn't you want to live there now? Because I just don't. Oh, what we have in Boston. Well, the weather, the weather there is brutal, man. It's just awful. degrees there today, Neil. Let me uh, say, well, yeah, well, pick a day. You know, pick me a good day and then tell me what. Where the can you get Brigham's hot fudge? Where can you get the best Chinese food in the world? Yeah. Where can you get the best seafood in the world? Let me ask you a question. Where's the uh, finest college? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you, the the, the Italian food in the North End is so overrated in Boston, I can't even begin to tell you. You got to know where to go, You got to know where to go. Most of those restaurants suck. Let me say it again. Most of them blow. Who else has the Boston Red Sox? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I don't want to go there no more. See, one thing about the Boston, I've always said this, we don't have a lot of Boston people in South Florida. Most of the ones that did come to South Florida are obnoxious. They make the New Yorkers seem like uh, the Jolly Green Giant. I hadn't realized that until now. Oh, no, it's true. Very true. Don't you remember that one guy, the uh, Patriots fan that we finally got rid of? That was calling every day and faxing every day. Oh, my God, what a jackass. And that's that's all he knew, you know. Just obnoxious. The the people that were the decent people in Boston, most of them are still there. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. They're in Newbury. Yes, sir. How about Key Lime Pie? Key, key Lime Pie from Key West. Yes, sir. All right. Take care. Key West, Key Lime Pie. Now, there you go. See, now, that, that actually fits in the, that's a category that uh, fits in the poll. How do you like so that? Full I know it's a, a hell of a, a concept that somebody actually, uh, huh? Mm-hmm. And I like Key Lime Pie. Well, well, now, listen, what's not to like about Key Lime Pie? Well, now, you there, know, it's there might be, be just some right. people, it's a little tart. Yeah, I can't do it. What happens is a lot of people try to make it, and they don't know how to make it. And so it, it tastes sour. Oh, I, I've been with some of those people. Right. Oh, you mean the key lime pie? That too. Um, and I'll tell you what else is very, uh, very sweet. And some. And if Josh doesn't like key lime pie, pecan pie. Yeah, you're. Oh, ooh, I'm getting a headache thinking about. You gotta. It. Yeah. Ooh. You gotta have a very small piece of pecan pie because it is so sickeningly yeah. sweet and rich. Really rich. You can feel your gout. Both of your big toes are the size of like a Mount Rushmore. When you eat pecan pie. But I, I like it, especially with a nice dollop of whipped cream on it. Ooh, mm. Or ice cream. Or ice cream and whipped cream. or And a hot fudge. <laughs> that Wilton Manor's hot fudge that the guy was talking about. Robert Shear writes, betraying the Reagan Revolution. 
Good old Robert Shears. See, I feel compelled. The Spirit of Christ compels me to read certain columnists. Oh, what a tangled web these no longer young Republicans weave when they first practice to deceive. The plumb line that runs down through the cesspool of the festering Abramoff Lay scandal is the conceit that the scions of the Reagan Revolution, a generation of young Republican activists summoned by God and party, were morally superior creatures who had only pure ideological motives for cutting the country's social safety nets in the name of small government. More than two decades before he pleaded guilty to felonies in two jurisdictions, Jack Abramoff was the hard-nosed chairman of the College Republicans, and his lieutenants were Harvard graduate Grover Norquist, who rose to political power as president of the American Taxpayers Association, and a young Georgia student named Ralph Reed, who would later become the face of the Christian Coalition. Today, our party readies itself to mount the wave of the future, Abramoff sermonized in a 25, as a 25-year-old at the Republican National Convention in 84, as reported in Mother Jones magazine. We will ride that wave to glory. Or will it send us crashing offshore? If we're the party of tax cuts and not the party of ifs and buts, ifs and buts, then we're riding our wave. If we try to outspend big fat Tip O'Neill or rush to Geneva to cut a deal, we'll crash ashore. Oh, don't you like that? If we try to outspend big fat Tip O'Neill or rush to Geneva to cut a deal. He was a poet and didn't even know it. And then did he ever blow it. Now, however... Abramoff has crashed, and he threatens to take down Tom DeLay, who announced last week he won't attempt to regain his GOP leadership post in the House, even as he continues to fight his own indictment in Texas, which an all-Republican appeals court has just refused to dismiss. Meanwhile, two others who came up through the ranks of Republican youthful activism, Edwin Buckham and Brent Wilkes, can now be added to the web, growing with each new indictment and investigative news article of DeLay-affiliated lobbyists, politicians, and public officials who employed or benefited from a series of what appear to be front groups, slush funds, and political money laundering operations. Wilkes is up to his eyeballs in the case of disgraced Representative Duke Cunningham, who pleaded guilty in December to accepting $2.4 million in bribes from defense contractors trying to sell stuff to the Pentagon. Wilkes, in turn, was a client of Buckham, a key figure with the center of an influence-peddling investigation into his work at the phony front organization, the U.S. Family Network that serviced Abramoff's clients. On Monday, Buckham announced that due to recent bad publicity, his prominent Alexander Strategy Group, ASG lobbying firm, was shutting down. It was ASG that paid DeLay's wife at least 115 grand in consulting fees while selling the company's widely proclaimed access to her super-powerful husband. The lobby firm also provided office space to Americans for a Republican majority, DeLay's fundraising organization. No surprise, then, that when Wilkes wanted to gain influence in Congress in support of his quest to get the Pentagon to invest in products he was selling, but for which the Pentagon's inspector general found no real demand, he turned to ASG, paying at least $630,000 for the firm's services. President Bush, as he did with Enron and its politically well-connected executives, is reportedly looking to distance himself from these big-time big GOP players going down like a house of cards in a Category 5 hurricane. And is with Enron, whose company chief, Kenny Boylay, was tight with Bush and was a key financial supporter of his campaigns. Such protests will ring hollow to those paying attention because of the perpetrator's prominent work on the president's campaigns, transition teams, fundraising, even in his administration. Abramoff was a patron fundraiser for the Bush 2004 campaign and served on the Department of Interior Transition Team, while Wilkes was Bush's California campaign finance co-chair. The scope of the scandal swirling around DeLay was perhaps best described by former Republican House Majority Leader Dick Armey, now a lobbyist. Tom DeLay sent Buckham downtown to set up shop and start a branch office on K Street, Armey told the New York Times, referring to a row of lobby firms famously headquartered there. The whole idea was, what's in it for us? Sounds accurate enough. But Army's candid comment raises the question of why he and others in the Republican establishment didn't blow the whistle on this operation before the indictments came down. After all, bilking the Pentagon for millions, bribing officials, and breaking campaign finance laws is hardly, hardly small potatoes. 
What irony that those once young Republicans who hectored their elders about being more vigilant in defending the nation's taxpayers and security forces should end up now accused of deeply betraying both. There's your buddy Robert Shear who got canned at the L.A. Times because they don't like that liberal stuff no more. No more. A little bit too liberal for uh, California now that the fascist tide is sweeping through all of North America. Maybe that's why they don't like Hugo Chavez. He's a little bit too far on the other side, which he probably is, but nevertheless. The dark side? The, he's on the dark side, that's right. He is a little bit on the dark side now that you mention it. Medium. With a bad complexion. Oh. Ever see him and Noriega together? Same guy. Okay, what do we got leading that poll so far? This is a really good poll. Too bad the audience is uh, out to destroy it. Best regional food in the U.S., New York Pizza 59. You betcha, baby. You can't beat it with a stick. Nothing fancy, just the old pepperoni and cheese will do, right? Right. And that's all you need. And again, because they got that great water in New York, that's why nobody can duplicate it. I don't care what anybody tells you. Nobody. At least not in the USA. And the pizza here it really sucks. Ah, oh, Where is bad. it? Up there in Canada? Yeah. Hmm. Bad pizza. I think even a pizza thief wouldn't want to steal this stuff. All for me. Philly cheese, <laughs> cheese steaks, 48. Buffalo chicken wings. Look how many that's got. About 30, man. New England clam chowder, 26. Chicago pizza, 25. Louisiana Cajun's got 21. Maine lobster, 19. Southern fried chicken, 19. Cuban cuisine, 18. Tex-Mex, 16. Maryland blue crab, 10. New England grinders, 10. Carolina barbecue, 6. Chicago hot dogs, 5. Rochester white hots, 5. Cincinnati Chili, 4. Wisconsin Brats, 3. Jerk Pork, 3. New York Water Dogs, 2. Jerk Chicken, 2. Jerk This. Key West Key Lime Pie, 1. Texas Barbecue Brisket, 1. Chicago Polish Kibasa, 1. And none yet for Texas Blue Bell Ice Cream. I never heard of that. Mexican Chorizo or Texas Smoked Sausage. And uh, even though that guy was a jackass, that Boston guy, we could put uh, Boston Brigham's Ice Cream. You know it's a brand name? Yeah, it's not. It's I don't know. Well, we got that Texas Bluebell. That must be a brand, isn't it? I'll, I'll take your word for it. I, I don't think that belongs on there. Never heard of it. No. Well, whatever. Whatever. Twelve thirteen. speaking of picking out, if you've been doing too much of it and you made a New Year's resolution to lose weight, here's the answer for you, man. Balance for life. Even the beast. I guess, you know, if we're going to keep him alive, he can't afford to give up. And he's on balance for life again. He's on the sack and losing weight every day. In fact, tune in for daily updates if he's still alive. What can be easier than getting all your food for the entire day, every day, delivered right to your door in a little black sack? And that's what they do at Balance for Life. They send you a menu every week, and you fill out the menu, make your selections, and that's exactly what you get in your black sack at home, at your work, wherever you are. They give you three gourmet meals and two delicious snacks delivered every single day right to your doorstep. You're full all day. You're not starving to death. You're not counting calories or carbs or anything else, and you lose weight like crazy. It's the way to do it. So instead of rushing to the gym and wasting your time and a lot of cash, here's the way to do it. Get in the zone. That's the zone by Dr. Barry Sears, who's probably close kin to uh, Brian Sears. Get in the zone with balance for life and lose that weight like crazy. And this year, keep up with that New Year's resolution. And best of all, stay alive. Call Balance for Life right now at 1-866-225-4543. That's 866-225-4543. Or check them out on the web at balanceforlife.com. In fact, if you call right now, mention Neil Rogers at QM, you'll get two days of food free this week. So make the call right now, because the sooner you start, the sooner you're going to start losing that disgusting fat. 1-866-225-4543. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QM. Now, Bill Clinton from PU. Good morning. Uh, allow me to introduce my new business venture, Pardon University. Yeah! 
You got the loot. I'll give the charges the boot. <laughs> Even though I'm no longer the president of the United States and I possess no real power, I have found a way to jerry-rig the system. I stole a diamond from the Zales jewelry store. How much you got? About a thousand bucks. Pardon you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I embezzled $600 million from my brokerage firm. Jackpot. How much you got? $10,000. Pardon you. I lopped off my husband's willy. Ooh, no can do, Mamacita. Try Jacoby and Myers. Pardon University is not affiliated with any institution of higher learning and may be illegal in most states. If you've got the bread, the charges are dead. Well, we miss him bad, I'll tell you that. Believe you me. And yeah, uh, here's a story about Bubba, as a matter of fact. I also got the info on the uh, memorial service for Skipper Chuck for Monday. It's sliding off my machine right now. It's a good machine, by the way. Come on. You going to go to that uh, memorial service? In fact, I'm off on Monday. It's uh, Martin Luther King Day, so maybe I'll go to the memorial service. Well, I'm not. Oh, that's right. I'm out of town. I forgot. Well, see, there are a lot of people who are very confused. In fact, even Joe said to me yesterday, it sounds like you're right in town. It sounds like you're right here. Everybody tells me that. And you know what? I am. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Oh, he's not in Toronto. He's in Boynton Beach. Why the hell would he want to be up there freezing his ass off? Although the sun is shining 45 degrees today. Anyway, former President Bill Clinton surprised U.S. troops from Iraq when his refueling stop at the Bangor Main International Airport coincided with their arrival. His plans for a quick departure Monday night were delayed when a problem was discovered with the aircraft, allowing Bubba to join a line of local greeters who meet each plane carrying troops returning from overseas or leaving for duty. Thank you for your service, Clinton said as he shook hands and hugged many of the troops. He autographed hats, cards, other items. Clinton had some fun when Army Specialist Joshua Reichenberg, Ruschenberg used a cell phone provided by troop greeters to call his sister-in-law, Shancy Garrison, Shancy, in North Carolina. He handed over the phone to the former commander-in-chief. Hi, Shancy, it's Bill Clinton, the former president said into the phone. The troops, about 600 of them, were returning to bases in Oklahoma, Texas, and Georgia. Their two chartered aircraft had landed for fuel. This is great, Staff Sergeant Anthony Thompson of New York City told the Bangor Daily News. Clinton's private jet was scheduled to land for fuel, but there was a mechanical problem as well, said Rebecca Hupp, airport manager. While the flight was scheduled to land for fuel to clear customs, airport administrators didn't know that Clinton was on the plane. Clinton was returning Monday night from Paris, where he had met with French President Jacques Chirac to discuss plans for his charitable organization, the Clinton Foundation, and was obviously getting laid. How do you like that? All right. That was his Head Start program in Paris. Here's the memorial service for Skipper Upchuck. A public memorial service has been scheduled for 2.30 p.m. See, you've got time to get up there. Well, maybe not. Mm. On Monday, January 16th, for local radio and TV personality Chuck's Zink. Oh, and there's an old. Look at that picture of uh, Skipper Chuck. Go on oh. the uh, Sun Sentinel website. Hold it up. No, seriously, go on there. It's an ancient picture. He's wearing like a uh, sailor's outfit or something like that. A uh, skipper's outfit. Right. As in... Skipper Chuck. But a young Skipper Chuck there. Anyway, um, uh, the longtime host of the popular Skipper Chuck Popeye Playhouse and Area TV. Family, friends, and fans can attend the memorial at the Gardens Memorial Park, 4103 North Military Trail, and leave personal messages at the west wall of the cemetery. Various radio, TV personalities, and community leaders expect to attend the memorial and eulogize Zinc. I wonder if the Humper's going to be there. I sure hope so. They both used to work for uh, Channel 4 for Wilmetco. 
Chuck Zink, who spent 22 years as children's show host on Skipper, uh, Skipper Chuck and South Florida TV, died on Wednesday, January the 4th at the hospice by the sea in Boca, not far from his home. He was 80. He started Popeye Playhouse on Channel 4 and 57. His later Skipper Chuck show went on the air, uh, off the air in 79. Thousands of area children attended the shows during their 22-year run. Even little George grew up with Skipper Chuck. To a point. In later yeah. years, he also hosted two other shows, the American Senior Side and Saturday Night's Big Bands on WFCL. In addition, he was host of the Lunch Bunch on WJNA, an AM radio station broadcasting from Fort Lauderdale to people over the age of 100. He'll be missed, baby. Good guy, Skipper Chuck. So there you go. This Monday, 2.30 p.m., January 16, at the Gardens Memorial Park, 4103 North Military Trail. I'm going to put that right on the bottom of my special pile over here so we have that uh, in perpetuity, you know, as we... Move along. I saved that picture. It's a good picture of him. Isn't that a nice picture? I'm going to put it About 100 in years my gallery. ago, but uh, he was a pretty spiffy guy. He was good. Great that's, guy. That's had a good sense of humor. Didn't take himself too seriously. Do, 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 There's do, do, nothing do, do, do. worse in this business than somebody who's all stuffy and, and all puffed up like a peacock, you know, taking himself too seriously. That's bad. And that was not Skipper Chuck. WQAM, hello. <laughs> not there on two. Well, that's bad. Five, six, seven. See, I think we run it. I don't think there are any more original specialities. Are there that we missed out? I think I, this time I did a pretty good job on my own in the beginning. Pretty, pretty and, uh, thorough list here. I mean, we even got things that don't qualify on there. Such as, yeah, that, that Texas Blue Bell ice cream. I'm, I'm, uh, that's a brand name, you know. That would be like saying uh, Publix ice cream. Right? Right. Dinty Moore stew. No, Dinty, Dinty Moore is national. It's not a, uh, you don't get it either. Who are you to be knocking, whoever that was? WQAM, hello. Yes, uh, Neil. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how about uh, New York bagels, man? New York right? bagels, and the reason yeah, they're so good is because just like the pizza, because of the water. Yeah, you know, they, they say that uh, New York City tap water, I started on a trivial pursuit question once, was better than like a 127 different types of bottle of variety waters. Because it comes from the mountains. But okay. also, you got to with that number one thing, the most important book, the pizza. you got to, can't forget that, Dr. Browns. Doi, 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 doi. <laughs> oh, boy. You people are relentless, man. You're relentless. You're brutal. Keep it up. Okay, now, what are we doing on there now? Oh, uh, New York Beagles. And, and, again, the same thing as the pizza. It's because the water, you order, uh, taste the difference. Oh, I, I can't eat bagels, man. The yeast in those things. Man, that gives me Love such them. a headache. That's Remember the days when we used to get all those bagels in sure. there? Sure. Love them. Oh, God. I, I do, too, but, boy, I can't eat them. They just kill me. Like I'm plain. WQAM, hello. California cuisine. Such as? You know, avocados, fresh stuff. Yeah. California cuisine, my yeah. ass. Although there avocado. is a, in fact, there was a chain. Are they still in business, California Pizza? Uh, I don't know. You remember them? Yeah, vaguely. I, and I don't know what it was because I never uh, ate their crap. I mean, they're good stuff. California Pizza. You want to put that on there? Not really. Why not? Well, there is such a thing, although it was a, it was a brand name. It was a, cha a chain. But I don't really know what the hell it is. Well, maybe somebody will, uh, will specify, will clarify and feed us a pile of crap. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Yes, uh, Neil. What about that famous uh, San Francisco highly overrated sourdough bread? As a possibility for your poll. That's a good possibility. What's wrong with that? I never, ha I never had it. I don't think. Oh, you you never been to San Francisco? Oh no, I've been there, but I never had no sourdough bread. Well, it's, uh, next time you go, you might want to try it. And uh, one other quickie. 
I, uh, in 1963, I was a uh, young lad of 15. I, I was able to attend JFK's funeral. And then 15 years later, uh, when Jackie, uh, Reginald Van Gleeson passed away in North Miami, I was able to view, they had a viewing in North Miami, believe it or yeah. not. And, um, I would like to know, I mean, it, it's, it's gonna be, uh, do you have any plans? Uh, in your future, uh, you know, to have like a viewing or something like that to pay everybody in South Florida pay respects? You mean, do I have any plans to croak real soon? No, not that, not real soon, but, oh. but I think uh, you would have probably the largest turnout in the history of the state. Let me tell you, how old are you, sir? Almost 60. Yeah, I'll outlive you by 10 years. Don't worry about it. I've already been making plans. What? We're going to build a giant bonfire, all right? We're, Here's a guy. No, stop and think about this. Yeah, he attended the JFK funeral, the uh -huh. recent funeral, and he's already making plans to for attend for the viewing funeral, right. of my uh, ashes. He's got I'm going to be cremated. But it, uh, yeah, that, that's talk about morbid, man. Oh man. I'm dying over here. So you know how they used to like, you know, make a pyre and uh, set fire to the old kings when they set fire to the pyre, yeah. Right. And I think you know, you going out in flames would be appropriate. But then we're going to have it in a flaming. So that yeah. all the chronics can jump into the fire once we get it going. Most of them will be dead before me. Trust me. Just mark oh, my words. Okay. Really Write hope. it down, including that last caller, who's, uh, who, who's. In fact, if that, if that's your main thing in life, <laughs> is attending funerals, he, he probably is ready for a dirt nap right now. 27 past noon at 560 WQAM if you're in a dead-end job, if you're grossly underpaid, if your New Year's resolution is to get out of that rut and get you a high-paying career, act right now. Make one easy call. Pick up that phone and call Fast Train right now at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train will get you trained and ready for a great new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's all it takes. That's all you have to do is take a few short months, get yourself trained, and you'll really find a life. The demand right now for medical coding specialists and computer professionals is at an all-time high. And Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify. Pick up that phone to call Fast Train right now. There's no obligation. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. They placed over 100 people just like you in 2005. Check Fast Train out of the web at FastTrain.com. But you better act fast because classes are uh, filling up fast. So don't miss the train of opportunity this year. If you want to get out of that dead end and get yourself a big fat paycheck every payday, call Fast Train today and make your New Year's resolution a reality finally. After all of this time and all of these, all of these things. things. Call toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560-QA. <laughs> okay. Hey, yo, this meal is for everyone. Just shut up and try it. Hey, yo, in a box, no locks, with a fox where it stops. It's no sweat, don't forget, let me get a new stack. Now I'm mad, yes, I'm bad, because I've had all I can. Will you go back to Whoville, but you will want food still. My voice is no choice, don't resist, I'll get this. Persistent and constant, I want you to consume the food that I now got on my hot plate I bought. No excuse, Dr. Seuss made me ruthless and cruel. The Grinch gives you pinches, where I'll give you stitches. So shut up and give up, open up and eat up. Just try it, no diet, you see that? You like it, I don't mean to be mean, but that's how I can be. Cause I am the man who created this ham. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be Sam. I am in my mind, this is my master plan. After this, food, toast, and jam. And I am the man who created this ham. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be Sam. I am in my mind, this is my master plan. You know me, I'm Mr. Sam, I am. Oh, yeah. 
Yo, Cindy Lou Who, why don't you slice me up some roast beef? You guys know Dr. Seuss? He's kicking it straight up. Yeah, slice this. It's a 1234, 26 to 1 at QAM. New York Pizza Man looks like it's moving into a nice lead over Philly Cheesesteak. Those seem to be the two um, contenders. Oh, for me! Those are the contenders. All the others are just pretenders. Samia Mamuk. I beg your pardon. Considered the chickens in her backyard to be beloved pets. The eight-year-old girl fed them, petted them, and took care of them. Aww. When they started to get sick and die, she hugged them and tenderly kissed them goodbye. Oh, no, that's a bad idea. Yes. The next morning, her face and eyes were swollen. She had a high fever. Her father took her to a hospital, and five days later, she was confirmed to have the deadly H5N1 strain of bird flu. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The chickens were sick. One had puffed up, and she touched it. Oh, when it puffs up, don't touch it. I'm telling you. We told her not to. She loved chickens a lot. Her father, Abdul Karim Mamouk. That's his name, Abdul Karim Mamouk. Pretty funny name, Abdul. Said of the young, uh, second youngest of his eight children, she held them in her arms. Oh, he's, he's got, got eight children, so he loses her. Not a big deal. Her oldest brother, Sadun, said Samia loved animals and took care of puppies and kittens in Van's Yal- Yalim Erez neighborhood. Where is this? Does it actually say on here where the hell this is? Oh, in Turkey. Samia began to cry. When, when her mother saw Samia holding one of the dying chickens, she yelled at her and hit the girl to get her away. She began to cry. She wiped her tears with the hand she'd been using to comfort the dying chicken. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Do not put the hand on the chicken and then in your eye, 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 okay? Bad idea. She wiped her face, said her father, speaking in broken Turkish. Oh, I did like that Turkish taffy as a kid. I missed that. That should have been on the pole yesterday. Hmm. You ever have Turkish taffy? Don't think I have. It'll yank your teeth right out. Uh, strawberry, like pink. Ooh. Mmm. You never had Turkish taffy? Taffy. taffy? They used to have like a whole, um, I forget who used to make it. Uh, do a Google on it. Turkish taffy. I've never heard of it referred to as Turkish taffy. Had lots of taffy. Let me say it again. Turkish taffy, mister. Anyway, her father was speaking in a broken Turkish, wearing a leather jacket and a typical Kurdish headdress in their bright, clean home. She started to swell. She had really high fever. She said, this isn't so swell. Following a few tense days when her family worried if she'd ever recover, Samoyea's condition has improved due to quick treatment with the antiviral drug Tamiflu. Aha! I think uh, Don Rumsfeld's behind this story. I got Bonomo's Turkish Taffy. French right. Chew Taffy. I don't remember the brand name. What when you were a kid. But if I saw the package, you oh order boy. It. It's got a little kid smiling, licking his lips. Right. Yeah. There it is, French Chew. That's a, kin- a, kiss, a kid's thing. Kiss thing. Kiss the chicken. You never, I can't believe you never had Turkish Taffy. I guess it's just not in vogue no it's more. It's not by that name. Let me say it again. It's like flat. It's like... Uh, yeah, yeah. I've had taffy. Pink. Pull your right. fillings out. Well, it's like, like in a yellow wrapper, and it's flat, and it's like a candy bar, only it's taffy, Daffy. Jesus, God. And you, and you pull it? But at least two other children have died. No, don't say pull it. That's a chicken. Oh, that's right. She'll be kissing it again. Don't but kiss at least, it? Just stop. Stop, please. Shove, shove a two-by-four in his mouth or something, will you please? At least let's get to two o'clock today. But at least two other children have died of the same virus in Turkey, and as of Tuesday, 15 people have tested positive for infection in preliminary tests. Many are children. The disease also appears to be spreading. In parts of the world where the virus has been deadly, until now only in East Asia, children like some may have been hit the worst. But I read that story only because of the chicken-looking uh, factor, but nevertheless, here's the important story. Study questions bird flu paranoia. Oh, my God. Exactly. 
paranoia. Keep them scared. Be afraid. All of that stuff. That's right. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Oh, yeah, that's it. A study suggests that most people exposed to avian flu do not become seriously ill and recover in a few days, even as a surge in suspected human bird flu cases is raising alarm in Turkey. I wonder if you can get it from Turkish taffy. Boy, that stuff will just yank your fillings out. That must be a dentist's delight. I'll bet. The Swedish study published yesterday in the Archives of Internal Medicine said a survey of Vietnamese showed that most people who handled dead or sick poultry reported mild flu-like symptoms but did not have the severe reaction health officials said could sweep the globe. And by the way, I should point out that this particular strain has been around for 10 years. The H5N1. This is like not a brand new strain. This strain of bird flu has been around for 10 years. And you know how many people have died from it? in the 10 years? And again, only from contact with birds and chickens. Uh, 80. Oh. Wow. 80. That's 80 year. And that doesn't sound like a pandemic to you? It's a freaking epidemic. Dr. Anna Thorsen of the Karolinska Institute in uh, Stockholm, in Stockholm, who led the uh, study, said that although survey subjects were not tested for the H5N1 uh, avian flu virus, researchers think that participants had it. Researchers also said concern about a pandemic has been fueled by the fact that only the worst human cases have been reported to health officials since the 2003 outbreak in Asia, where they're not exactly what you call your sanitary folks. The verified human cases of highly pathogenic avian influenza in Vietnam may represent only a selection of the most severely ill patients, the study says. But Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said yesterday he's got reservations about this study. He said that without blood tests, it's impossible to know whether the people had influenza, much less avian influenza. Or maybe they were drinking avian water. Maybe those French got to them. There isn't enough sufficient specific data to draw any conclusions as to the prevalence of bird flu in that community, Dr. Fauci said. And it goes on. In other words, they don't know. But be afraid, be in a panic, and go out and buy a lot of Tamiflu and stock up on it. Just like, in fact, you can shove all that Cipro. It's probably outdated now. It's probably four years old since 2001. That's right. When you think. I mean, what, what company was it was it that was having all that problems and all of us, the company that makes Cipro, uh, what was it? Anthrax. I forgot. Uh, huh? I forgot. Uh, it'll come to me. wasn't Bayer, was it? No, 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 not, not them. They but it was one of the big drug manufacturers yes, that was, was having all kinds of financial problems. And all of a sudden, everybody was buying Cipro because, oh, we got to get our mails going to have anthrax in it. By the way, let me ask you a few questions real fast because we got the break here. Right. A few real fast questions. We got Osama yet? Who? I don't spend much time thinking about him. And anymore. I noticed they just had a new tape from his uh, sidekick there, Al-Zawahiri. I'm in the Paiman. We got him yet? We got Ula Mullah Omar. How about Al-Zarqawi? Got him yet? Oh. We ever solved those uh, anthrax mailings? We got them yet? What? No. But we're doing a hell of a job on reading people's mail and tapping their phones. Excellent job. Protecting all you folks from evil. 1240, 20 till 1. This Alito man, this guy's a real Nazi, you know. In fact, I'm going to do that story about the lynching in Virginia. And he's surprised me if he's probably high-fiving Bush on that deal, huh? He's a crooked liar, too. Well, there you go. But nevertheless. Hey, listen, he just doesn't like, uh, you know, minorities and women and fags and, uh, and blacks and, and other, uh, huh? Right, and, and uh, people who work for a living. Right. Families. He doesn't like these things. Right. Unless they got a lot of money. 12.41 at QAM. we got the Mole Man at 2. Three solid hours of the Mad Dog. All right. He's really putting in, he's putting in the high gear now, man. He's got some heavy-duty work. 4 to 7. Then we got uh, Hurricane Hotline at 7. No Geldy today. So what we got the rest of the week? we got the Beast at the Bernie's at 9. Eddie K at 10 o'clock. No game because the Panthers in San Louis tomorrow. The San Louis Blues, they really suck. 
And then Curtis and Lenny Marquez. And, well, we don't want to get too far ahead. No, don't let me uh, promote that weekend schedule too much. A lot of Lenny this oh, weekend. Happy New Year from the fine folks at Armstrong Ford Homestead. 2005 was a stupendous year, and thousands, not hundreds, but thousands of new customers took advantage of the Neal deal and bought their new Ford from Armstrong Ford. Why do people shop there? It's easy. Piece of cake. Armstrong Ford guarantees you great price, great service after the sale, and that personal touch that comes from a local family-owned dealership. Pick up the phone right now. Call General Mangler David Rich at 305-247-5112. When you buy a new Ford from Armstrong Ford Homestead, you also get, like I've been telling you for a long time, that exclusive tires and batteries for life program. That's correct. Free tires and batteries for the life of your car when you buy an Armstrong Ford. That could save you a whole lot of cash, thousands of dollars. David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford guarantee you won't find a better price anyplace, so why would you want to shop anyplace else? And being locally owned and operated, you know they're going to treat you great because they want to make you a customer forever, not a one-time quick deal. No bait and switch, no phony sales, so start the year off right with a new Ford from our good friend David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. And you'll find them at 307-25 South Dixie Highway, just 20 easy minutes south. Just cruise on down south of the 836. Check them on the web, armstrongcars.com, and then drive a few miles extra to save yourself a whole potload of money, thousands and zillions of dollars when you do your car shopping at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA. They look ready to me. We're going to do a toss-up, get started right away, and give away $1,000 here. The category is phrase. Let's go. Uh, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm incredibly dyslexic. Um, Talk it out. That can help you. Uh, sometimes your brain will hear your mouth say something. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I'm going to be able to get this word. I'm sure something will pop in my head here. You know, I'm, when I get excited, I, I, I tend to stammer a little bit. You know? Oh, my gosh. So all the pressure of trying to come up with an answer, but it hadn't yet. Rock and roll! There you go. That that call we had uh, before the last break, that was the most morbid call I think I've ever had. Uh, All these years, in about 30. About 30, man. Isn't that that incredible? incredible. I can understand if I was like 83 years old, 87 years old, and like uh, had like emphysema and was like, "Eh, hi, everybody, like that. 63, this guy is about 60. And what am I going to croak, you know? And if I got anything right. special planned? Hey, he's got his outfit all picked out. <laughs> if I got anything, he, I'll tell you what, Pally. Give us your email if you got one, and I'll email you the date. How's that? We'll make a date for my death. We're going to have you taxidermied and uh, put on display. There you go. And they can throw like a rotten halibut at me. And then the old Cubans can come. Of course, they'll all be dead too. That's one of the great things about uh, having made it this far, you know, uh-huh. all those old, nasty, rotten bastards that called on KAT and W. Snooze. You're a piece of crap. You're a blah, blah. They're all pushing up uh, pansies now. Isn't that something? It's something. Well, you know, I mean, as you get older, that's one of the things that happens. I mean, friends, enemies, uh, people are in the ground, you know, and you look back and say, holy cow. But, but in the meantime, you're still alive. And that's something. You're still alive. You look in the mirror every morning. You're not too happy with what you see necessarily, but nevertheless, you're still breathing and living. Yeah. Great news in Miami. Speaking of it's a crime, only 56 homo uh, homicides were reported in the city of Miami in 2005, and major crime was down 5% from the previous year. Police brass said today. Police brass knuckles. Chief John Timoney. I wonder how his kids doing without eight million pounds of pot. I won't see him no more. Notice we didn't hear no more about that. 
Chief John Timoney said in a morning press conference the murder rate hit a low not seen since the mid-1960s. Oh, man. See that? They hit him with five shots. And they're still alive. I think that was only four. Five shots. To compare two decades ago in 85, Miami police logged 137 homicides. Uh, according to city statistics, detectives solved 86% of those, while the national average clearance rate hovers around only 63% at Hover's. This is a good news story, said Timothy, unlike, of course, the story about his kid with those 42 million pounds of pot that he was trying to peddle. The statistics are unofficial, but likely similar to the official numbers that will be sent to the FBI in April, he said. At the press conference, Miami Mayor Manny Diaz, whose son is still printing those bills, I'm sure, Commissioner Joe Sanchez and City Manager Joe Areola hailed the declining crime rate as, a, as a historic for a city that's long been associated with crime. The decline in crime, of course, mirrors the trend all across the country. Nationwide, violent crime was down during the first six months of last year compared to the same period in 2004. Violent crime category includes murder, forcible rape, robbery, and aggravated assault. So let's see. We had how many uh, for that guy that called that was to spend all that time in Oakville at the uh, shopping mall a couple weeks ago? Remember that guy who was giving me the lecture about Toronto and uh, what an expert he was and how violent it is here? And oh, boy. Let's see. Now, the city of Toronto is about two and a half million people, okay? Greater, the GTA, the greater Toronto, is like uh, four to five million. But so two and a half million, the city of Miami is 362,000. So let's say uh, eight, uh, yeah, between eight and nine. I'll, I'll just, I'll do you a favor, say only eight. So 56 times eight is what? 48, 448. There were 72 murders in Toronto in 2005. If we had the same rate as the city of Miami, it would be a 448. That wouldn't have been too great. Okay. That would be like uh, Detroit and uh, New York and Chicago, places like that. Because, again, this is not Dade County, keep in mind. That's just city of Miami. 56 homicides. Got it? I so got for it. that guy who spent those two minutes in Oakville, uh, which is like spending two minutes in Boynton Beach, you know, and is the expert on Toronto and the GTA and all that, you're an idiot. And don't come back, please. We're doing okay without you. Speaking of America and this whole uh, crime situation, and even though crime is down, you know, things are really looking up. We're not killing quite as many as we used to. Where's the one that's, uh... uh-oh, don't tell me I didn't do that over. That's uh -oh. the American way. Yeah, I did. I should have put edit on there, shouldn't I? Instead of put, like, a whole bunch of... That's the American way. Anyway, moments before their trial was to begin, five white South Carolina youths admitted their roles in a mob attack on a black teenager and received prison sentences from a judge who called their actions despicable and cowardly. And, of course, also said... That's the American way. Yeah, he'd be right about that. The teens, ages 17 and 18, tearfully stood before Judge Doyette Early with heads bowed as the judge gave them sentences ranging from two and a half to six years in state prison. Two and a half to six years? What the hell is that? Their victim, Isaiah Clyburn, 17, said though his, uh, through his lawyer he forgave them. He holds no hatred in his heart for what they did. Attorney Trey Gowdy said. I wonder if he's kin to Kirk Gowdy or Apple Pan Dowdy. Remember Chuck Dowdle? Who? Before lawyers could begin opening statements on Tuesday, the teens pleaded guilty to charges of aggravated assault and battery and second degree of lynching. Second degree lynching. Lynching, baby. Why do you think they call it Lynchburg, Virginia? Well, this was South Carolina. Well, same difference. I thought it was because of that lemonade. Once you get south of uh, Pennsylvania and uh, Ohio, and I'm not so sure about Ohio. You'll have to ask the Mad Dog about Solon, Ohio. And about Joe Marsh Jr. from Findlay, Ohio. Bet you didn't think I knew that, Dick Feinberg. Findlay, Ohio, the home of Joe Marsh Jr. How do you like that? Do I know my harness racing trivia or what? Huh? <laughs> 
South Carolina legally defines lynching as a mob attack against an individual where the victim survives. It was an accident, but uh, somebody got hurt. Prosecutors said the five riding to a nearby drag strip and three pickup trucks accosted Clyburn on July 7th as he walked along a rural road in Cherokee County, South Carolina. Oh, nothing could be finer than to get out of South Carolina. In the morning. Huh? Or in the evening. Or, or any time, right? yeah. Before it's too late. Maybe that's why that John and uh, Jerima, whatever it is, in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, keeps faxing all the time. He's just trying to stay inside and stay safe. One of the defendants shouted a racial slur. Another identified as Christopher Scott Cates, probably kin to Phoebe Cates, or maybe George Cates, challenged Clyburn to a fight. And the other surrounded Clyburn, beating and kicking him, prosecutors said. I wonder if he's kin to Van Clyburn. Clyburn, who didn't know any of his assailants, tried to run to a friend's house but couldn't scale a barbed wire fence. The beating continued across the road into a ditch. Afterward, prosecutors said, defendant Lucas Grice climbed back onto his truck and showed his class ring to a female passenger bragging, this is where I got him in the head. Hmm. You're not the only one who got some good licks in, another defendant said, according to prosecutors. When you think of lynching, it goes back to days we've advanced from, said State Representative Carl Allen. Oh, how naive he is. Speaking on behalf of the Clyburn family, the attack he added has put a shackle on Isaiah's mind that he's trying to work from. Each of the defense attorneys asked for mercy, one calling his client a church-going boy. There you go. I rest my case. Right. Every one of these cases. Oh, he was a good church-going boy. Mm-hmm. Just like Jeffrey Dahmer. All these people. All good church-going boys who made a foolish mistake. Another attorney repeatedly referred to the incident as a fight, but the judge was unmoved. You're an embarrassment to the community and yourselves, Judge Early told the defendants. You acted in a despicable, cowardly way. Sending young men to jail isn't fun, Early said, except for the inmates. It's something that I hate to do. What? I'll well, have a good time with those kids in there. Yeah, they will. They got but he added state prison sentences are needed to send a message, like Joey Zaza, baby. Send a freaking message. To our community and our states that we won't tolerate this type of behavior, this barbaric, grotesque, lynching crap, man. And speaking of that, Next. there's Wolf Blitzkrieg, a Nazi if there ever was one. Kate 17 was identified as the instigator, tearfully apologized. I just want to say I'm sorry to the family for everything that happened. I hope everybody forgives me. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Well, Brenda Lee said that, and big stinking deal. Who cares? The judge told Kate, unfortunately, in this society, I have to punish you, and you have to stand forward like a man and take that punishment. Now bend over. A few minutes later, he handed Kate the harshest sentence, six years in prison, five years probation, and 400 hours of community service. So I guess that was the uh, harshest one he could. Dole out. I see. Yeah. Three others, Justin Ashley Phillips, 18, Kenneth Eugene Miller, Jr., 18, and Grice, 17. I wonder if Kenneth's related to Joe Marsh, Jr., and Grice, 17, received three-year sentences for lynching, along with five years probation and 300 hours of community service. Jerry Christopher Tony, 18, was sentenced to two and a half years in prison, five years probation, and 300 hours of community service. Grice apologized directly to Clyburn. I just want to say I'm sorry for what happened to you, he said through tears. I'm so sorry. The judge said he felt responsibility to send a message to this community in this state that anybody who wants to act with mob violence toward an individual, they're going to the State Department of Corrections for a period of time. There's Brenda. Yeah, maybe like Arnie. She just wants to apologize. What do you think? Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He pointed out that the ugly, ugly... That's enough, Brenda. Is she still alive, by the way, Brenda Lee? I don't know. I'll find out. Okay, let's see. Pinky Lee, dead. Brenda Lee, you're looking it up. You're Googling it. Uh, F. Lee Bailey, he's still alive. Hey, hey, Lee. Who else? Who else? Lee Merriweather, she was Miss America. She was on uh, the big, uh, what was that show? The Big Timmis? Batman? 
Yeah. As a matter of fact, she was uh, Catwoman, Batwoman. She was one of them. Right. Who am I and looking she up, Brenda on, Lee? She was also on Barnacles Jones, Lee Merriweather. She, uh, she was uh, good buddies with Jeb- Jebediah. Yeah, Brenda Lee, is she still alive? Oh, this thing's slow all of a sudden. Anyway, he pointed out that the ugly, ugly situation, the judge, had cast a shadow adverse and nasty publicity in our community, adding it just takes one incident like this to tell the world we are a backward, hating type of community. Oh, you're right about that, and you are. Several passers-by who helped Clyburn and called police were present in the courtroom but didn't speak. Clyburn's family moved after the attack, still coming to terms with They moved. I can't imagine why. They moved out of that horse and buggy, horseball town, South Carolina. Nothing could be fine. Okay, how's Brenda doing? Can't find it? Well, your computer there. It's uh, huh? slow. It's the Internet's is, uh, dragging it here. Yeah, the Internet is a little slow today. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's one of those Internet oh my uh, God. attacks. Turn age 61. She's still kicking. All right. <laughs> she's still kicking, and she's still sorry as hell. Kicking it old and After style. some of the records she made, I can't blame her. 1258 at QM, when you're shopping for shoes, you know where to go now. In fact, they're one of the things I enjoy always is telling you where to go, and it's Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. For the most comfortable fit in your favorite style of shoes, Brandy's is absolutely un- un- unbeatable. That's right. They carry a humongous, a humongous, well, I wanted to say it, okay? Unbeatable. A gigantic selection of just about all the top brands you could ever want. Rockport, Floorsheim, Echo, New Balance, SAS, Mephisto, and all the others. And Brandy's professional shoe fitters always make sure that you have a customized fit of that favorite comfort shoe. Just talk to our good buddy Arnie. He'll make sure you get the perfect fit and always, of course, at the right price. They'll save you a lot of cash. What's not to like, man? Best prices in town, best selection of name brand shoes, friendly sales holes on your feet inside and out. They can even recognize you by the smell of your tootsies. The pros at Brandy's really understand fit and comfort and even specialize in wide widths as well. So from anywhere in South Florida, Brandy's is well worth the trip. And you'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach, where they've been going great for years and years. They're open daily, Monday through Saturday till 9, every Sunday till 5. And this week is a stupendous, a great time, even better than usual, to buy Rockport shoes at Brandy's. Visit Brandy's today and take 10 to 20 bucks off their great Rockport selection only this week, and only in Brandy's shoes, Pompano Beach. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <laughs> Not just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon. Tonight on Celebrity Poker, Ted Levine imports the chips in the pot. Al Franken. Al Pacino. You fairy. Jack Lundman. And Camilla Parker Bowles. All right, mate. Let's play poker. What are you betting, Alan? $6,000. I call you Alan. Ah, because I am Al Franken. I don't care who you are, you fairy. Now, now, how much? Six thousand dollars. That's an awful lot of money. What are you going to do about it, you fairy? Ah, Tom, what do you got, Jack? You just cost me six thousand dollars and one cabinet. What are you going to do about it? All the suspense and excitement you can expect from low-budget, dumbed-down television. Like this viewer here. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, God, I want to die. Become fleshy jello in a chair with Celebrity Poker on ESPU. 103 at 560 WQM, the Mole Man, coming up at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Best regional food in the U.S., eh? I don't think they like this pool. I, I just have a feeling. I don't know why. 467 vote. And we put it on there right after 11 o'clock. They don't like it. 
What's not to like? I don't know. I thought it was one of our uh, my better efforts. I guess because I uh, thought it up instead of Sean or some listener. Mm. Maybe, I don't know what time. it is. I, or maybe they just don't understand it. Oh, well, that would be new. How about spaghetti? Huh? How about SpaghettiOs? How about Franco-American? There you go. Chef Boyardee. Right. Although I do like Chef Boyardee better than Franco-American. Although if you're in the right oh, mood, uh, a can of that nasty Franco-American spaghetti with some Swiss cheese in it. Oh, oh man. I, 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 listen, have you ever done that? No, but it's just a... Listen to me. It's slimy. Listen to me. I know, but listen. What you do is you open a can, you don't take the lid off, and you, like, drain off all that excess uh, watery tomato sauce. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. water. And then you take your sketty out of there, and you put it, like, in a bowl, and you take a couple of pieces of Swiss cheese, good-sized pieces of Swiss cheese, and stick it in the middle there, and you, like, stir it up a little bit, and you put it in the microwave, nuke it for uh, two, three minutes, and, man, it's, like, all cheesy uh, crap. It's good. I don't think I could get past the part where you buy it. No. Best regional food in the USA, New York Pizza. Now, well, they'd look at you and they'd say, yeah, that's right up your alley. Yeah. New York Pizza 90. Nobody can touch that New York Pizza. It's the water. It's the recipe. It's the something. There's something about it. A lot of imitators, but nobody. It's, it's the same with a Roman pizza, like I said earlier. That real thin crust. Oh, mamma mia. Oh, for me. Anybody who thinks that they've had real fantastic. Not that there are a lot of good Italian restaurants, but. Anybody who thinks they've had great Italian food and never been to Italy, uh, forget about it. You just don't know what you've been talking about. Oh, there's Ted Kennedy. Session He's pissed off. New York Pizza 90, Philly Cheesesteak 62. Ted's lost a lot of weight. He looks pretty good there. I think he might be around longer than that caller before. Philly Cheesesteak 62, Buffalo Chicken Wings 37. What well, look at the drop-off there. It's strictly between the New York Pizza and the Philly Cheesesteak, eh? Chicago Pizza, only 35. All for... Oh, Oh, for me. <laughs> i got to have that tomorrow. Okay. Louisiana Cajun, 31. New England Clam, I don't have that. Yes, New England Clam Chowder, okay. 31. Cuban Cuisine, 24. Maine Lobster, 24. How come you got that and I don't? You do have it. I do? It's the 12 to 1 open. Oh, I, in other words, you just, just forwarded it up it. to it, yeah. I see. Southern Fried Chicken, 23. Don't kiss it, though. Eat it, but don't kiss it. Tex-Mex, 21. Maryland Blue Crab, 14. I'll tell you one thing. If I can't eat it, I ain't kissing it. New England Grinder is 11. Key West, Key West Lime Pie, 10. Carolina Barbecue, 10. Rochester White Hots, 9. Chicago Hot Dogs, 8. How do you like that? Rochester beats out Chicago so far. And what's the comparison? I mean, Rochester is like 350,000 people. Chicago is like 3 million. You see what I'm saying? What are you saying? I don't know. What are you eating now, for Christ's oh, sake? Not pizza. No, BLT. Oh, BLT. Don't be no pizza. From Howie's. Cincinnati Howie's. Chili, 7. Thanks, Howie's. Wisconsin Brats, 6. Which I'm sure, I wish I could get those. I have to, to get them the Bratwurst I like, I have to order from um, Omaha Steaks. you got to get those Cheddar Wurst. I, I can't find them. I've looked for them, but they don't have them here. Sorry. Terrible. It is terrible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complain to the Prime Minister right after the new election to Stephen Harper, that fascist bastard. Jerk Pork, 4. Jerk Chicken, 4. Texas Barbecue Brisket, 3. Chicago Polish Kielbasa, 3. New York Water Dogs, too. I don't think anybody even knows what we're talking about, or no. that guy's talking about, huh? I sure as hell don't. No, they're just hot dogs that are cooked in, in those carts, like you said, outside, yeah, and they, like, sit in the water all day. They're boiled. Maybe they call them that there. They're not grilled. They're not cooked on, like, a... Um, oh, they're, they're not... You know, because a lot of places where, like, here, when you go to the carts, they, they have the grills. Mm -hmm. They cook all the wieners Good. and the sausages on grills. Ooh, boiled hot dogs. Fair. Yeah. That's why they call them water dogs. Uh, Fat. San Francisco sourdough bread, one. New York bagels, one. Uh, Texas Blue Bell ice cream's got one from whoever called it in, and or faxed it in. It shouldn't be on there. It's, it's a brand name, I think. 
Mexican chorizo and Texas smoked sausage, none. Oh, come on, that chorizo, baby, is fantastic. Now, is yeah. that also a Cuban delicacy, chorizo? I think all of the Spanish cultures have that in common. Man. That's one of the very few but good I... things I ever had in Amsterdam in a restaurant was chorizo. Boy, I love that. By the way, when you go to Amsterdam, uh, don't smoke too much weed because it'll make you very hungry and you'll be in McDonald's a lot. Or K KFC, killer flu chicken. Don't smoke too much sausage either. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm serious because if you're hungry there, you're, uh, you have problems. Because there's not so many places to satisfy your hunger. You can satisfy other things, but not your hunger. Now, is there a place there? Uh, my friend was telling me there's a place where they put, like, burgers in a window, and you put, like, money in, and you could just take it out of the window. Oh, no, he's talking about the automat. You know, you don't want to go there. There's one right on Newendike, right behind the uh, dam rack, right in the, uh, in the middle of the tourist trap area. Yeah, the stuff they no, put yeah, in there. That, they used to have those in New York, and I'm sure they still do the automat. I guess, yeah. Oh, phooey. And you got to nuke those anyway. They're not cooked. You no, got to nuke them. I think they're ready to go. No, I don't think they're ready to go, mister. They're like, uh, they're okay. When you go to Amsterdam, you eat one of those. they nice knowing you. I know exactly where he's talking about. Oh, man. And the good news is that place called Good Luck. Yeah. Which is right by Chiquita's sexy place there that um, with all the big dildos in the window. Good luck. They still got the same pizzas in there that they had. Remember when I had my apartment a couple of years ago? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, man. I, I just don't I, I don't get it. I, I just absolutely don't get it. They have stuff in a window, and then they, like, they got macaroni in there, you know? <laughs> with the macaroni with tomato sauce. Maybe it's made of plastic. It's not made of plastic. I've seen them reach in there and grab a slice and put heat it up in the uh, oven, in, in the oven. Boy, you, you, if you haven't eaten at the automat, I got a suggestion for you. <laughs> Don't. Wow. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I got uh, California Pizza Kitchen. They uh, still exist, I believe. I think there was one on uh, Dixie Highway or US One up in Pompano. Well, what is that? Uh, one of the restaurants here over there. It's uh, yeah. They just make pizzas and all that, I guess, obviously. But uh, their claim is that they invented barbecue chicken pizza. So. Barbecue chicken pizza. No, I don't think so. Very good. No. Is it? Yeah, I, I didn't think so the first time. The only time problem with that is I've seen barbecue chicken pizza all over the world, so it's not like uh, you know, I don't believe that, number one. And number two, it's not a regional specialty. See, they, they don't get it. They don't under why, am I, why am I taking more calls now? They don't understand. I thought this was a fine poll. And uh, thank, thank God, God that I put most of the uh, choices on there, or at least uh, a good whole bunch of them in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? Because I understood the pool because I'm the one that thought it up. But like uh, barbecue, how about pepperoni pizza? How about pineapple pizza? How about bread? Yeah. I got one for you, and it is in the U.S., even though it's a long ways away. How about Polynesian food, which you get in Hawaii a lot? Now, wasn't I just talking about that the other day, about the Chintiki in Detroit and the Mai Kai and Trader sure. Vic's and all of those places and the, and the Mauna Loa? Let's put it on The Mai Kai right there in Fort Lauderdale, which is a tourist trap, but nevertheless. Huh? Right. Polynesian food. Polynesian food. Right. We'll put it on there. Well, I mean, in Hawaii, you go there and you get, like, uh, kind of authentic Polynesia, even though it's not Polynesia, but it's a little bit closer. See what I'm saying? By the way, the, the Maikai is very good. It's just incredibly expensive. I, I do not agree with you. I ate there a few years ago. I did not find it to be very good. Okay, I've eaten well, there many times over the years. Well, well that's because um, you don't know real Polynesian food, so you think it's great. That's right. Okay. 
That would be like getting uh, a tombstone pizza and nuking it in, at home and saying, boy, this is the best pizza I ever had. If it's the only one you ever had, I'd say, yeah, probably not too bad. <laughs> All for him. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Just like I said, relentless. Never, ever let up. Never just take your foot off the head. Bad. Sydney, Australia, for Australian Chris Lyons, resetting a 4,400-digit number was as easy as pie. Oh, you saw that movie, Pie, where he drilled himself in the head of the yes, end of Lyons, 36, recited the first 4,400 digits of pie, a mathematical value that has an infinite number of decimal places, without a single error. How do they know? At the 2006 Mindsport Australia Festival on Monday, organizer David Cordover said on Tuesday, the memory coach from the southern city of Melbourne took two and a half hours to complete the feat. Lyons said he spent just one week memorizing the digits before resetting them for the judges at the festival. With the right techniques and a bit of practice, you can remember whatever you want, Lyons said. Lyons' feet is far from the record, however. In July, a Japanese psychiatric council recited pi to 83,431 decimal places from memory, breaking his own personal best to 54,000 digits and setting an official world record, media reports said. Oh, talk about get a life. I, I respect the guy that goes to funerals as a hobby better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like that Reverend Paul. I'm dying over here. Oh, brother. Yeah, you got anything planned special for your death? <laughs> oh, oh, that's South Florida audience, man. What a bunch of killers. They really got a sense of humor. 113, there's Diane Feinstein. She don't look too happy. Bada beep, bada boop, bada boop. Hey, attention, men. Not you, Diane. If you have a hair loss problem or if you're currently wearing a hair system, you better listen to this. Chuck Alfieri, as you know, has been supplying and designing hair systems for the showbiz for uh, personalities, politicians, and more importantly, you, the everyday guy, for over 40 years now. The old copy used to say 30, but that copy was 10 years old, Troy, for over 40 years. Now, most people say you can always spot a hair system, but those are the bad ones you can spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, do, 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 do. like that. But how many good hair systems go unnoticed? A whole lot. Charles Alfieri's hair systems are completely natural, designed with just the right amount of hair in the proper recessions. Run your hands through it. It looks and feels just like your own hair. And listen to this. For just 99 bucks, Charlie will custom design a hair system just for you. You try it for a couple of weeks. If you're happy with the way it looks and feels, it's yours for just an additional 500 bucks. And Charlie is so confident that you'll be satisfied, he offers you this amazing guarantee. If you're not completely happy with the hair system, return it, and Charlie will give you back the 99 bucks, and it costs you nothing. Now, there's an offer you can't refuse. So if you want to look better and much, much years younger than you ever thought you could again, here's a way to do it. Give it a try, okay? Like I said, you try for a couple of weeks, and if you don't like it, get your money back. Nothing to lose but that ugly bald spot. So call Charles Alfieri today, toll-free, make an appointment at Studios in Fort Lauderdale. Call 1-800-321-2413. You'll never believe how much better you can look. 1-800-321-2413 or on the wicked web, charlesalfieri.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560-QA. Consultant? This old man, Dick Cheney, he had angioplasty, had a heart attack, paddlewhack, got him a full tone. Next time he's not coming home. Hey, kids, did you like that? Well, let's do another one, this time with the president. This nitwit, his name's Bush. He's a hemorrhoid in the tush. He picked a guy who would die so he'd be alone. There's nothing in his empty dome. And now, another tale from the cell phone of Dick Cheney. Today, Dick Dial's celebrity biographer 
Kitty Kelly. Dick Cheney. It was all about him. Yeah, I'm sure I kept reading those passages on the air and reading and reading. Uh, Gordon Telfin, baby. See, at that time, we should know that this is the most evil, the most ultra-right wing, the most obnoxious, hateful, uh, dictatorial jackass. And God keeps... He is so evil that even God keeps trying to uh, smote him down, and he can't do it. That's right. At any rate, maybe Pat Robertson will work on it. In the eyes of Mr. Blackwell, Britney Spears was one of the big oops fashion-wise in 2005. Oops. Maternity wear or not, the pop star and her year's worth of fashion foibles topped the veteran star watcher's 46th annual worst-dressed women's list released Tuesday, yesterday. Did you see this? No. When it comes to couture chaos, what a great uh, phrase that is, couture chaos, this tacky terror should take a bow, Blackwell bitched, and is typically tortured strangely punctuated couplets. From the Princess of Pop to the Ultimate Fashion Flop. Oh, by the way, uh, when I was watching Squeal of Fortune, that's why I played that bit earlier. I kept yeah. looking, but they wouldn't show Vanna's feet again. Her web feet. Okay. Find Vanna. We looked up Vanna on the web. K-Fed's better half has been a regular Blackwell target. She's, uh, well, I thought they were divorced. Were they just getting divorced? I don't know. She was seventh on last year's rundown of the Satorally Challenged, Sartorally, Coming in at number two on the Fashion Bashers Don't List was Mary-Kate Olsen, who was dinged for bag lady rags that looked depressingly decayed. Forget the accessories and buy some raid. <laughs> oh. Aside from Spears, several other repeat offenders were once again dissed by Blackwell, including recent divorcee Jessica Simpson. It's time to sack the stylist and divorce the designer. She resembles a cut-rate Rapunzel slinging hash in a Vegas diner. And in Nicole Smith... Her Supreme Court battle proves every fashion dog has their day, unless she's mistaken for Queen Kong. And Paris Hilton, hot? I think not. Eva Longoria was the only Wisteria Lane denizen to make the list of undesirables this year, thanks to her garish taste. Her desperate housewives cohort, Nicolette Sheridan, who topped the worst dress list last year, managed to escape this time around. Blackwell apparently took no pity and spared no puns for some of the year's tabloid fixtures. Fresh off revelations of drug use and an eating disorder, Lindsay Lohan was deemed a fashion fright, while Singleton once more, Renee Zellweger, also took a, a verbal beating. 
Renee runs the gamut from Cupid Doll Dreck to Red Carpet Wreck. Just take your pick, Backwell bleated. Cupid Doll Dreck to Red Carpet Wreck. She looks like a painted pumpkin on a pogo stick. Cute. Mariah Carey's big comeback. You didn't go unnoticed or unremarked upon by Blackwell. Fashion's Harry Carey strikes again, Blackwell quipped. The world applauds your musical emancipation, but please leave that body to our imagination. Yeah, that one big booby. Also getting the thumbs down was Shakira, who Blackwell declared hopeless. Now he's crossed the line. Yeah, you've gone too far. Uh, we like old Shakira. In fact, boy. I have to play some of those bits now just to piss him off. L lest he be deemed to mean, Blackwell again issued his disclaimer that his ignorance only applied to the disease fashion sense, disease fashion sense, not their careers or personal lives. He also had some nice things to say. In addition to his top ten fashion disasters, he named his rhyme-free, fabulous fashion independence of 2005. Oscar Huffle Reese Witherspoon headed the list along with Kirsten Dunst, Scarlett Johansson, Kate Moss, Natalie Portman, and the perennial Nicole Kidman. Also making the cut were Paris mama Kathy Hilton, uh, designer Carolyn Herrera, Dion Warwick, and Hollywood fundraiser and ex-Henry Mancini wife, Ginny Mancini. How about Mr. Mancini? Here's a uh, the top ten, the worst rest. Brittany, number one. Mary-Kate Olsen, number two. Third, Jessica Simpson. Eva Longoria, number four. Mariah Carey, Cinco. Paris Hilton, number six. Anna Nicole Smith, number seven. Shakira, number eight. Lindsay Lowen, 9, and Renee Zellwinger, number 10. Zellwinger. There you go. How do you like that? All right. She's uh, used an old... Uh, she's old now, Brittany, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. Well-worn at this point. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, in a desperate moment, in a rather incoherent moment, I guess, you know, for some of you guys, really desperate. Mm-hmm. Fine. Take a look at those calls, man. Why don't I tell you about this poll? Ooh. They don't get it. They don't understand what. They got nothing for it, huh? I, I thought that was pretty understandable. Regional food, you know, like um, New England clam chowder and uh, Philly cheesesteak and New York pizza and, huh? Uh -huh. Regional? <laughs> oh, no. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a Verizon and wireless line. They're probably all glued to those confirmation hearings, man. They're glued to the Alito hearings, wouldn't you think? Even though it's not on right now? Oh, yeah, it's riveting. Kira Phillips is on CNN. Oh, there's your president. Trick, the incumbent Republican. Yeah. Latest remarks on Iraq, and of course they were, how the hell do we get out? I don't think in history anybody has ever been, even in Vietnam, because uh, politically, I mean, Johnson at least didn't run again, because he knew he had no chance. And even though right. this bozo can't run again, he knows that it's an election year, an off-year election in 2006, and the Republicans are psychotic and foaming at the mouth. How do we get out? Anybody got any ideas? No. Oops. WQAM, Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, hi. I have one for your poll. Really? Yes. Uh, regional cuisine, Creole. How's that different from New York Cajun? Um, Cajun is like uh, blackened this and that, made by uh, the white Louisianans. And right. Creole is the different. It's like pasta bodine and etouffee. Well, watch is... your language now. Oh, sorry. Okay, thanks. Oh, and for... Oh, oh geez. Did you cut him off? Well, I had my finger on the button already, and I couldn't stop. You know how that is? You got your finger on it, and you just... Inertia. Yeah. At any rate, so Creole is good. I, I see there's a differentiator. Just put Creole on there, okay? And so we will. Now, see, I'm confused about... Yeah, yeah See, I don't know if them, like, in the islands they eat Creole. What's, what's their story? Uh, I After don't know. Maybe one will call in. I don't know. 26 past 1. Just pretend George didn't see that. At 5.60 QM, we got the Mole Man at 2 o'clock coming up, baby. It's going to be uh, probably getting all ready for the big playoff games this weekend. And let's see. Who does Josh like in Denver and New England? Definitely Denver. 
Finally, a TV experience like no other, Comcast Digital Cable with On Demand is easy to use and has lots to love. And today you can try it for just $29.99 a month for four months. Why is TV so much better with On Demand? For starters, you can watch a wide variety of movies and shows whenever you want. It's a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On Demand is a library of thousands of programs ready to start when you say so. With programming including free movies, kid shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and just about everything else, you'll always have something good to watch right when you want to watch it. And don't forget about control. With On Demand, you can start, stop, pause, rewind, and fast-forward programs using that remote control. You can't get all this with satellite. With up to 250 channels plus On Demand, you can build your own TV schedule. Who could ask for more? And best of all, On Demand is free with Comcast Digital Cable. So pick your showtime, sit back, and you wonder how you ever manage without it. Call today, order Comcast Digital Cable and HBO with the power of On Demand for just $29.99 a month for four months. Call 954-COMCAST in Broward or 305-COMCAST in Dade. Call for details. Certain restrictions apply. 305 Comcast in Dade County and in Broward, 954 Comcast. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Yes! No sports tonight. Just the uh, ESPN uh, retarded midget wrestling. But even I can't make a sport whole show about that, did it? Maybe that stale bagel of a forty can. Roy, I gotta go back there tomorrow. Ah, uh, I'll just sit here and watch the this uh tell you the movie channel. What? Keep dropping pistachio nuts shells on my baggy underpants. This gets me back to thinking of the time I was a rabbi in Las Vegas at the Temple Mo Green. Hey, Mr. Rabbi Mo. What are you doing here? I speak your wisdom. Oh yeah. Scram, you little pitcher. You don't understand. All day I pick the seeds out of tomatoes. What's wrong with that? Seeds don't digest well. I don't want to pick seeds out of tomatoes. When I grow up, I want to be the voice in a pantheon. Here, listen. He shoots. He's going to go. You stink. Please. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Baruch the doy. Yeah, them there with a good old boy. What am I watching here? I dropped one of my nuts. Over the middle of the thing there. Why do they always have to go down there? Yeah, there it is. Got it. Still good for me. Remember that song by Mary Hopkins, Those Were the Doys? Yes, I do. Yeah, the good old doys. 133. Oh, there's your president. I see a lot of police training. Oh, man. Oh, we all need a lot of police training. Okay, we need, like, a rehab. We need to, like, hold those both of those elections all over again. You know somebody I was uh, shaving this morning and somebody I got really pissed off at for about 30 seconds while I was thinking about it? About 30, man. Al Gore. Oh, yeah. When you think back to that scene in uh, Congress, the joint session of Congress, when the black members of the Black mm-hmm. Caucus are standing up after the uh, fixed 2000 election, and they're calling him Mr. President, and they're all, you know, and he's uh, gaveling them down, and do you have a, senator, a signature from a senator? No, we don't, but, but oh, so get out of here, you know. Gutless, spineless Democrats. I mean, the future of the country and the whole world, more likely, uh, was at stake, and in the meantime, uh, well, uh, you know, a bunch of equivocators and wafflers. At least one enrollee in TennCare, Tennessee State Health Program, got a surprise. 
when she dialed an insurer's toll-free helpline and got a pitch for sex talk. Bethany Morgan said she used a 1-800 number promoted by John Deere Health, an insurer that administers 10 care benefits, to order new prescription cards. She sent a message on the line prompted her to call another number that told her, Welcome to an exciting way to go live one-on-one with hot, horny girls who are waiting now to talk to you. They got that number there in the story? No. Oh. I've never, I've never encountered anything like this before, Morgan told WATE-TV, the big eight. I thought I was going to get insurance cards, not a sex line. I didn't hear all of it. I hung up. Oh, yeah, probably after, like, what, 10, 15 minutes? Morgan placed another call to make sure she was dialing correctly. I dialed the number again, and they gave, uh, they gave me, uh, okay, I'm not losing it. It's really a sex line. Morgan said she had called the same number months ago when she needed assistance and had no problems. Tom Florence, a spokesman for John Deere Health, released a statement Tuesday that said the company regrets this mistake and is taking action to ensure the correct phone number is published in the future. He said the company had mistakenly printed an incorrect phone number that appeared in our newsletter for 10 care members. Well, at least it'll keep their blood flowing, maybe. The phone number was previously a John Deere Health customer service number, but discontinued in December, not updated in the publication. Told them another business, obviously a bunch of preverts. You'll be pleased to know I'm not only in my dress, but I even got my shoes on. Wow. In a hurry, are you? Well, it's 136. You don't understand my, um, my, I got everything orderly here, man. I see. I'm like an orderly. Starting at 1 o'clock with a shirt and the pants, and then like uh, about 1.30. One, uh, about 30, man. Get the shoes on, ready to rush to the door to get out of here on a Wednesday. What's wrong with that? Uh, good thing you brush your teeth before the show. Oh, yeah. Well, what am I going to eat? I did have the bacon, though, but I got my dentist. You know, the bad thing about these things, I think these are great. I forget what the brand name is. Are these these dentist sticks, these little plastic picks? Mm-hmm. Are you keeping it? Yeah, ha- beca- huh? So what'd you call me? It's probably good for you, but you, it's like habit forming. You keep picking and picking. Uh-huh. And it's like picking your nose, but you just keep picking. And I, I think that if you keep chawing on these long enough, the plastic starts uh, getting in your throat. You know what I mean? Right. Well, go get a new one. Change them out frequently. No, no, you don't understand. What do you mean, a new one? You don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Come like a little, them. Uh, yeah. Huh? There's like a hundred in a little uh, plastic box. Right. Don't go crazy with them. Well, what do you mean go get a new one? Well, what does that mean? Like when, you, like when the one you're chewing on starts getting ratty. Well, it's already, it's already ratty. And the uh, dentist stick, too. Well, listen, I'm getting ready for my funeral anyway. I'll, I'll let you put, we'll put We'll put the details on our website. You got a dental w- floss. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes. You want to explain to me what's going on with the, with the Republicans and this nomination for the Supreme Court justice? No. Five six seven oh five sixty. It's called Mo Fascism, is what it's called. If you like a little, you like Mo Fascism. WQAM. Hello. Hey. Yes. Neil. Yep. Hey. Uh, Bonomo Turkish Taffy. Yeah, you remember that? Came in vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. That is absolutely correct, sir. And boy, it was good. <laughs> you used to take it and you used to slap it on the table and it would break it up in pieces so you that, eat That's it. right. That's the way to do it. Take that okay. baby and slap it on the table. Slap it out. That's it. Right. That's a shameless request I haven't heard in a long time. Learning to spell with Darnell Jackson. You got it, man. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, see, I told you. All us old geezers, man, remember that Turkish staff. And he's right. Because the thing was so hard, you just about break your teeth trying to chime it, uh, the whole thing. So... <laughs> so you had to like smash it on something to break it up, so you could handle the small, the small pieces. You handle the small piece? This is learning to spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson, and today we're going to spell the word broken. Spell it with me now. 
broken. B-R-O-K-E-N. Now, let's use it in the sentence. So I said to the coach, I said, man, that broken show throw a football. This is learning to spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson. This is Lonnie to spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson, and today we're going to spell the word defend. Spell it with me now. Defend. D-E-F-E-N-S-E. Now, let's use it in a sentence. I ruined my new high tops climbing over defend. This is Lonnie to spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson. This is Learning to Spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson, and today we're going to spell the word European. Spell it with me now. European. E-U-R-O-P-E-A-N. That's a big one. Now, let's use it in a sentence. So I said to the guy, I said, hey, get away from my car. European on my tire. This is Learning to Spell with Donnell. I'll be Donnell Jackson. This is Learning to Spell with Donnell. I'm a Donnell Jackson, and today we're going to spell the word ho. Spell it with me now. Ho. H-O-E. Now, let's use it in a sentence. Hey, dude, hold the door open for me. This is Learning to Spell with Donnell. I'm a Donnell Jackson. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Twelve men gave their lives so that you may enjoy the benefits of coal. Much like the 29 women who died in a factory fire. So that you may have crank handles for your phone and Victrola. Or the two hardworking gents that sold themselves together in a feverish frenzy to flood the market with spats. Yes, it's a sharp-dressed man that wears spats. Coal, Victrola cranks, recordable tins and cylinders are essential to a comfortable way of modern life. This message brought to you by Studebaker and its many fine dealers. <laughs> oh, man. A mine trapped in the 50s. I'm talking about the 1850s. I love that score. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's your president. I'm going to be that kind of... It's not the kind of... You're talking about candy bars again? Uh, Taffy. Earlier. And so the peace won't be the kind of... Uh, there he is, talking to, I'm sure, a very well-selected and uh, heavily sedated audience. Wow. And then in Kentucky, somewhere he'd be speaking? Kentucky, with a banjo on his knee, your president. Brown University's library. I hope that uh, Sam Alito's people are listening to this. this. is a very important story. The headline says, Some of country's best libraries have books bound in human skin. Ooh. And it wouldn't surprise me that Sam Alito has a few lamps at home where the lampshades are made from human skin. Anyway... Brown University's library boasts an anatomy book that combines form and function in macabre fashion. Its cover, tanned and polished to a smooth golden brown, like fine leather, is made of human skin. Uh, What do you think about that? In fact, a number of the nation's finest libraries, including Harvard's, have such books in their collections. Did you ever hear this before? No. Man. The practice of binding books in human skin was not uncommon in centuries past, even if it wasn't always discussed in polite society. This is a real fly-opener to me. I never heard of this. Maybe it's foreskin. Right? Got to do something with it. If you rub it, it turns into a tome. 
at the, it turns into an encyclopedia. At the time, the best libraries belonged to private collectors. Some were doctors who had access to skin from amp amputated parts and patients whose bodies had gone unclaimed. In other cases, wealthy bibliophiles acquired skin from executed criminals, medical school cadavers, and people who died in the poorhouse. Well, if you've got any books to uh, cover, by the way, I'll let you know what my funeral arrangement is going to be. You can smear my ashes on it. Oh, can I have your skin? Nowadays, gee, I guess I should have saved it. <laughs> in a jar. I needed it. Nowadays, libraries typically keep such volumes in their rare book collections and don't allow them to circulate. But scholars can examine them, probably with a stethoscope. Brown's John Hay Library has three books found in human skin. A 1568 anatomy text by the Belgian surgeon Andreas Vesalius and two 19th century editions of The Dance of Death, a medieval morality tale. One copy of Dance of Death was rebound in 1893 by Joseph Zainsdorf, a master binder in London. Oh, God, Joyce, I can't do it. <laughs> Don't. I know. Just walk away. A note to his client reports that he didn't have enough skin and had to split it. <laughs> that must have hurt like hell. The front cover bound an outer layer of skin has slightly bumpy texture like soft sandpaper. The spine and back cover made from the inner layer feel like suede. Oh, man, I bet you Elvis and Roy, uh, Carl Perkins would love that. You know, it's 46 degrees here, but keep in mind, there's no such thing as global warming. No, commie plot. 46. The Dance of Death is about how death prevails over all rich or poor, as with many other skin-bound volumes. There was some tie-in with the content of the book, said Sam Strite, director of the John Hay Library. Similarly, many of the volumes are medical books. The College of Physicians of Philadelphia has some books bound by Dr. John Stockton Huff, who diagnosed the city's first case of trichinosis. He used that patient's skin to bind three of the volumes. Oh, man. Don't read them books. You're going to get tricky noses. The hypothesis that I was suggesting is that these physicians did this to honor the people of further medical research, said Laura Hartman, a rare, a rare book cataloger at the National Library of Medicine in Maryland and author of a paper on the subject. In most cases, universities and other libraries acquire the books as donations or as part of collections that they purchase. How do you like that? Wow. Books bound in human skin. The strange, the bizarre stuff that we learn. I got a great article about diabetes in the trash food industry, which I'm going to save till tomorrow. Doesn't mention any, uh, no, doesn't mention like no names. You know what I'm saying? What is that? It's just like generic. I see. From the Boston Globe. In fact, it'll also be on our website tomorrow. Very important. New York Times just did they notice a blabo. Lasseter had a, um, uh, he had like a link to it on his uh, blog. Big story on diabetes, and like uh, he, we exchanged emails the other day, and like he pointed out to me, it's a great series, but nobody's going to read it. That's right. You're going to continue just shoving all that stuff down your throat, and then when you like lose a leg and an eye and another eye and a kidney, and you're going to say, oh, gee, how come nobody told me about it? I will say this, doctors, man, as, as usual, doctors have really dropped the ball, and you want to know why? Because there's a lot of money in treating uh, diabetes. Right. No money in good health. And, and that's right. There's no money in good health. There's all a lot of money in bad health. And so when you have all these afflictions, the kidneys and the uh, skin and the legs and the infections and the uh, all these all of these uh, all of these things, things, they're making money hand over limp uh, over a fist. An online publication has alleged that James Fry's best-selling memoir about substance abuse. Did you see this story? No. A million little pieces wildly oh, oh. exaggerates his past with inflated claims about his criminal record and about his involvement in an accident that killed two high school girls. Currently a number one bestseller in Canada, 
Fry's memoir became a huge hit after endorsement from TV host Oprah Winfrey. I meant to say, yes, I did see the story, but I had no idea who that guy is. Oh, everybody gets a phony book after everybody gets a liver and everybody gets a Stedman. Everybody gets a phony book. Police reports, court records, interviews with law enforcement personnel, other sources have put the lie to many key sections of Fry's book, according to an article posted Sunday on SmokingGun.com. Fry has threatened to sue Smoking Gun. His lawyer, Martin Singer, was not immediately available for comment on Monday. The book's hardcover publisher, Doubleday, and paperback publisher, Anchor, said a joint statement, We stand in support of our author, James Fry, and his book, which has touched the lives of uh, zillions. Come to find out, this is a guy who's got a lot of money. He's got the big bucks, and he's, uh, well, whatever, okay? Here you go, all you silly women out there with that Oprah fixation, okay, and them pastel backgrounds. I think they get hypnotized by that. It's oh. like on the Wheel of Fortune, the spin symbol hypnotizes just, you, you know? Just watch the opening of the show and, and look at the looks on the faces of these women. Yeah. Mesmerized. You mean the Stepford Wives? Yeah. 152 at QAM. Who says that Friday the 13th is unlucky? Not at Pompano Park racing in poker. Come out and get lucky this Friday the 13th at Pompano Park. There will be free prize drawings just to show you how lucky you can be. You could win a trip for two to the Isle of Capri, our Lucaya Resort. Or maybe a 20-inch flat-screen television with a built-in DVD, VHS player. Or maybe a betting voucher or dinner certificates. You must be 21 or older to enter. Nice copy, by the way, Steve Wolf. It's all illiterate. But nevertheless, you might get lucky. And if that's not lucky enough, the first 500 patrons will get a free Lucky Rabbit's Foot keychain. That's this Friday, the 13th at Pompano Park. Pompano Park features free admission and free general parking every day. Live harness racing in the poker room open every Monday, Wednesday, like today, Friday and Saturday. Poker starts at noon, and get, uh, live racing gets underway at 7.25 and a p.m. And don't forget, every Monday night, there's a two-for-25-dollar dinner special at the Pompano Park restaurant. Every Wednesday, like tonight, is dollar night for draft beer, soda, hot dogs, and lots more at the track. Pompano Harness is also open every day of your life, seven days and nights a week, for the best in simulcasting. Harness, thoroughbred highlight action from all across North America for you to watch and plunge your guts on. Pompano Park, block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the new racing schedule, 954-972-2000, or just go on the web at pompanopark.com. Don't forget, the poker room is open right now as I speak, and live racing 725 at a p.m. tonight at Pompino Park. It's day of Miami town. <laughs> Absolutely. At 560 WQAM. Come here, come here. Yeah. Kiss my boot. Yeah. Lick my butt. Yeah. Take like I don't get none. Yeah. Take like you're my checkered pigs. Then yeah. assume a penalistic stance. Yeah. There's trouble in paradise. They might find some entertainment. There's trouble in paradise. You want to miss that sport whole game. You're going to have to get along with the old pal. get a sense of you. Well, I guess it's the cumulative effect, wouldn't you say? Yeah. After say. the first 4,000 smacks to the face? Ow! Yeah. It finally hoit. Anyway, it's 157, and Molmeister and his uh, whole uh, bunch of stuff coming up next. What? What? The Molmeister and his whole. 
Best regional food in the USA, 622 votes. I, I thought this poll was uh, pretty good. We never did it before, and I don't think we'll ever do it again. I guess not. Well, I mean, there's no reason to do it again because it's, uh, you know, whatever it is, it is. And a uh, pretty good battle there between one and two. New York Pizza, 113. Of course, there are a lot of people who think that they'll go into a restaurant and say New York-style pizza, like in Florida, New York-style. Well, that's fine, but that's not New York pizza. They just serve it to you and are rude to you. Yeah, there you go. They throw it at you. There, there you go. It's New York pizza. Oh, here, it's from New York. Don't like it too bad. New York Pizza 113, Philly Cheesesteak 73, which can be a variety of, uh, and, and they, I know you laugh, but they do. There's some people like it with Cheese Whiz, and there's some people who like it with Velveeta uh, Cheese uh, I know. I know. Chicago Pizza 45, each slice has to weigh about two pounds in order to be the authentic thing. Buffalo Chicken Wings 45. And again, I'll say it one more time. A lot of people, everybody's had chicken wings, right? But that doesn't really make them real authentic buffalo chicken wings. Although I will also give you this warning. Don't go to Buffalo to find out, unless you're a maniac. Maine Lobster, speaking of maniac, 39. Louisiana Cajon, 38. New England Clam Chowder, 37. Boy, that New England Oyster House, uh, we, uh, we used to have that in uh, South Florida. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, man, those were good. They, well, maybe the food wasn't all that great, but the chowder was the real thing. Chowder. Amos. Cuban cuisine, 31. Tex-Mex, 28. Southern fried chicken, 25. Key West lime, a key lime pie, 20. Maryland blue crab, 20. Cincinnati chili, 13. Wisconsin brats, 12. Carolina uh, barbecue, 12. Chicago hot dogs, 12. New England grinders, 12. Rochester white hots, 10. Oh, man, were those good. Don and Bob's. If Don and Bob's is still open, I'd hop on that ferry. Oh, don't say it. Jerk pork, 6. Jerk chicken, 6. Texas barbecue brisket, 5. New York bagels, 4. San Francisco sourdough bread, three. Polish kielbasa in Chicago, three. New York water dogs, three. Creole, two. Texas bluebell ice cream, two. Mexican chorizo, two. Texas smoked sausage, one. And Polynesian food so far has got the big... Oh! Bye, bye, bye! <laughs>